ladies and gentlemen, it is the one and the only. Sir Hill speaks in the building. Ladies and gentlemen, can you hear me? If you guys are in the back, let me know if y'all can hear me. Welcome to the Sir Hell Speaks Network. I'm so glad that you guys are here. Listen, we are in for an amazing show. I've got some amazing guests. I'm very excited about this conversation tonight. Is if you guys are in the media, you guys have seen what's been going on. There's a whole lot of talk about relationships, particularly of the one Devon Franklin and Megan Good. So we're going to get into that tonight. Uh, but before we do, I want to make sure that I give us some house rules. So we got a couple of things that we're changing up because we want to make this show more dynamic, more impactful. I told you I'm trying to I'm trying to have Beverly Hills meet the urban city. Together we connect because we're all one people. So check it out. Uh, we got a couple of networks rules. So welcome to Sir Hale's Network. And here are Sir Hale's Network rules. The first thing we're going to do is we got to be respectful. Uh, in these platforms, conversations can get heated. You got your ideas. I've got my ideas. But we can have those, but we got to must maintain respect at all times. All right? Just because you believe differently or think differently than me does not give me the right to disrespect you, and it doesn't give you the right to disrespect me. All right? Second thing is I want us to listen. This is one of the things that that uh, prevent good dialogue is when we don't take the time to make sure we listen to each other. So I want you to encourage everybody who's watching, listen, listen, listen. The, the third thing, guys, I need your help. Keep up the engagement. You can do this uh, by, by making sure uh, you encourage others to like, making sure you comment, making sure that you like and that you're sharing this on different platforms. Y'all, I'm trying to get to 1,000 subscribers ASAP. And with the quality of content that we have and with the amount of people we got on this platform, I, I know we can accomplish that in record time. All right. The last and the final thing is respect the host and the platform. So if I have a question or if I'm saying something, we don't over talk to guests that the host is going to respect you. And together, this platform is going to be rocking. All right. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I got some guests that I'm getting ready to bring to the platform. Oh, snaps. Ladies and gentlemen. Coming all the way, all the way from the great country of Texas is the one and the only Dr. Latrina Gaffney. Can you guys can you guys give Dr. a round of applause for being on the stream? <laughs> great to see you. Glad that you're here. Hello, how are you? Excellent. So glad you, awesome. So glad you're here. Okay, y'all. We got some more. It don't stop here, y'all. This is my cousin, my dope cousin, my awesome cousin, my entrepreneur cousin. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you on this stream for the first time on this network, Chanel. <laughs> Hello, <What's> up, everybody. 
<laughs> okay, we got to keep this going, y'all. Y'all, this is my auntie. This is the one that if I'm talking at midnight, we have four-hour con- four conversations easily. She's somebody I respect, somebody that I admire, and I think that everybody's going to benefit from her perspective tonight. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, Auntie Desiree is in the building. <laughs> hello, 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 hello. Hey, Auntie. Hey, babes. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, I want you to hold your seats. This is my brother. This man ain't got no filter. This man ain't got no chill. I'm getting ready to bring up my brother, the one and the only Black Man Unfiltered. What's, What's up, up Doc? What's going on? How y'all doing? Good, great. Good, good. Listen, man, brother, it's good to see you, my brother. How you feel? Man, I'm feeling, uh, you know, uh, blessed and highly favored over here, you know. A little, Excellent. A little lukewarm tonight. So what's going on with everybody? <laughs> oh, that's not acceptable. Huh? Okay. Yes, well, yes. Well, listen, if you're feeling lukewarm, Dr. Dr. Gaffney going to get you right before we leave. So, you know, Absolutely. don't need to worry about I'm that. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> Well, listen, y'all, so I'm really glad that y'all are here. Uh, I wanted to do this show because I thought it was important because uh, there's a lot going on in the the media, a lot about relationships. And I think it's important uh, that we get ahead of these things, right? Because whether we admit it or not, what we see impacts how we treat relationships. It just is what it is, right? And a lot of times we say things like, you know, we don't need to look at the media. That stuff doesn't matter. But the truth is, is it absolutely does. When you see relationships declining and people who you thought would never divorce, divorcing or breaking up, it makes you look at relationships and be like, dang, is this is this even worth it? So I've talked to everybody on this panel extensively. Um, and so I want your perspective on a couple of things. So we're about to we're about to jump into this. We're about to jump. In. Are you all ready for this? Yeah, absolutely. Excellent. Excellent. So let's start with this. I want to start. And I'm going to ask a simple question. In today's landscape, thinking about all the things we've seen, considering that the divorce rate is over 50% um, just in our country alone, to a person who's contemplating whether or not they should get married if it's an important thing, and they ask you this question, they said, is marriage worth the risk? What would you say to them? I want to start with uh, Dr. Gaffney. The answer is yes. It is definitely worth the risk. Um, When you think about that, now, marriage is formed. Marriage is a institution formed by God. So first of all, if you are a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ himself, then you then you shouldn't even be questioning is marriage worth it. That should be a given. But there are some who are believers who do question it um, because it is an institution formed by God. That means that is what he wants a man and a woman to be together as one in covenant. And when you're not in covenant God's way, then you see bad things happen. And, you know, unfortunately, people choose what they choose. And then when stuff happens, they don't understand why. And then when you try to tell them why, then they say you're judging me. So then that leads down a whole nother avenue. Excellent. Excellent. Okay, let's, uh, 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 Chanel, what do you think about this? Is, is, is for, for our generation, because, you know, we, we run we run the same age bracket, right? Mm-hmm. So, what would you say is marriage worth the risk? I think it is if you find somebody that is on the same page as you. Yes. So if okay. you find someone who is willing to fight for marriage and do the work for a marriage, then yes, absolutely. 
But if you're just marrying to be married and not to actually, you know, do the work, then I don't think it's. Uh oh, hold on a second. Hold on. You can't be cussing on this platform. You said work. <laughs> you said work. Work. Okay. T t talk to me about that. Um, so I'm not married, but I just feel like uh, marriage is work. I, I'm assuming because relationships in itself are work. Um, so I'm assuming being married is just as hard, if not harder. And you should put work into it. But it has to be done on both ends. If you go in with this mindset mindset of wanting to keep your marriage and wanting to be married and the other person isn't as into it as you, then it's not worth the risk because it's going to fail. Okay. Okay. I can respect that. That's that's good. So uh, 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 Black Men Unfiltered, now we, I know we talk about this, but let's give the people some, some, some hope. Is marriage worth the risk in 2021? Uh, it, it's a, it's a, um, it's a duality. Let me tell you why. Um, back, I think that it's, it's not as important now as it used to be. Now, back then you had two people, uh, that would, would commit with each other, that would be with each other through sickness and in health, through ups and downs. And a lot of people right now downplay marriage back in the day and say, oh, the women needed it. It was a necessity for women. Women did it because they didn't have nobody else. And they make all these excuses about why traditional marriage is was horrible. Now, women are looking to be sponsored. Uh-oh. Okay. And, okay. So now, and so now we're looking for sponsorship. I have to be sponsored. I ain't bringing nothing to the table. I'm not cooking. I can't boil water. Right? I don't want to have kids. I want to come in. You take care of me. Put me in the nicest car. Put me in the nicest house. And I want to be sponsored. And so that's where we are right now. And then when the sponsorship loses its funding... Come on. <laughs> then, they, then, then they move on to the next commercial company that can provide something better than that. Wow. Hey, guys, I want you to thank Black Man for coming. You cannot leave uh, Black Man, but appreciate your response. There's nothing else left to be said. Absolutely correct, ladies and gentlemen. Absolutely. Jesus Christ. Hey, so before we do this, before I go to my auntie, because auntie, I don't know what my auntie about to say, but she's about to give it to us real. <laughs> Y'all, I want to send a salute to Uncle Stu in the building. Uncle Stu. Uncle, Uncle Stu. Yeah, my guy. I see, I see <clears throat> India. Good to see you. Brianna, good to see you. Y'all to my amazing wife, Tarkel is in the building. Love you, my love. All right, let's get to it. Auntie Desiree, talk to me. Is marriage worth the risk? Yes, sir, it is. Um, I agree with Dr. Gaffney. I agree with Chanel, and I agree with, uh, is it Black Man? Black I'm not man doing that. Okay, yeah. okay. Black Man Unfiltered. Yes, uh, everybody, everybody on point. I, I agree with everybody's uh, uh, thoughts and uh, perspective on is marriage worth it. As far as Black Man Unfiltered, he's absolutely right in today's society. Uh, the young people don't have good examples of a marriage anymore. I mean, and then these these uh, people are looking for just what he said, sponsorship. Uh, and when that money's gone, when that sponsorship is gone, that's a wrap. And everybody just easily gives up. I mean, just go on. And they don't have the grandmothers, the great grandmothers and great grandfathers and all that telling them that, you know, what they need to be doing and ought to be doing because they're all gone. And grandmother's now is 25 years old, 30 years old. <laughs> What they know, <laughs> right? So, with that being said, I think it's worth the uh, risk. I, I think they should do. I, I, look, I've been married for eighteen years. 
to my husband. Wonderful man. Is it easy? Absolutely not. But you wouldn't know it that we had, you know, some rough times, uh, 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 some arguments. We don't fight um, disagreements and all this other stuff because, look, Ernest knows, Chanel knows, those are my nephews and nieces. I'm a talker. I'm going to talk about this thing. If we had to talk all night, next day, <laughs> so forth, we going to talk about this. Yeah, and we're going to get an understanding. So with that being said, you know, I, look, I love the institution of marriage. I love everything God created it to be. And I encourage any of them to do the same thing. Okay, so before we get into this, I want to piggyback on something you said because you brought up grandmothers. Mm-hmm. And in the sphere that we live in, we see uh, we see what we term modern relationships. So this is where maybe there's a 50-50 relationship, right? You know, he does mm-hmm. 50% of the bills, she does 50%. It's mm-hmm. a it's a it's a non-traditional setup. Mm-hmm. But you got the traditional marriages where men are the providers and women take care of the home. Mm-hmm. In your perspective, which works better? Is it the more modern way or is it the more traditional way? Both, actually. I mean, if it works for the the modern, great. The traditional is always wonderful because that's what brings these young people into what a marriage is supposed to look like. Uh, Today, because we know times has changed, um, people not making that kind of money, you know, right now. They need some help. That's why the woman is called my help me. So <laughs> help this <Ooh>. man. <laughs> so 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 you mean? Well, that's okay. That's different. Black men. Now you can attest to this one. This is different. <laughs> I haven't heard that said in that context. Where <laughs> oh, 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 are you saying if if a man needs help, a wife should get a job if her husband needs some help? Absolutely. Why shouldn't so she? Yeah, because the Bible says that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. If we go yeah. biblically, because you know I, I got to go biblically here. The Bible says in, in uh, Proverbs thirty-one, it says while he's out working. She's looking for, she's out working. She's looking for, since she's an entrepreneur. So she's bringing whatever she, she goes out and makes and she brings it back to the house to, to, Absolutely. Help, to help him. And, and another thing, another point I want to make is that a lot of women are screaming today. I want a Boaz. Oh girl, I need a Boaz in my life. Ooh, the preachers that made Boaz this famous guy. Right. And so and Boaz was an amazing man. Right. But mm-hmm. then, but then my thing is, excuse me here, but my thing is a lot of women won't bow ass, but they ass ain't trying to do nothing. So I was just about to say, it's a whole lot of asses behind right. that bow oh, ass. Yeah. And, and so my thing is, if you look at the story of Boaz, when Boaz looked at her, he didn't look at her and say, oh, I'm just going to give her everything. No, no, no. Boaz took a, a step back and looked at her work ethic. And he saw what she was able to bring to the table. And the difference is when these women start talking about Boaz, I tell they ass, listen, uh, you, she had a work ethic. What do you bring to the table other than your twenty foot weave and your big and, and your and uh-uh. your nails? Come, Come on now, on. and, and your different nails and and you saying you're pretty and you're beautiful. Other than your vagina, what do you offer a man spiritually, oh. mentally, and fit in his life to help him build? That's right. Ooh, I, One of the I, things I, that we do in our when we do our mar- our premarital classes. As we ask, why do you want to marry the person that you're marrying? Mm-hmm. Because we feel that if you cannot give us a reason why you want to marry them, other than I just want to be married, then you're not ready. Other than the fact that they're just pretty or that, you know, he's handsome, he makes a good living, 
then you're not ready. You need to go revisit what marriage is. And so we have found that most people who we have had these classes with, they want to get married because they believe that the person that they're marrying is their, I want to say it's like, it, it's, it's like it, it completes them, but it's like, it's their, it's like their fulfillment. You know, that person makes me a better person. When I'm with this person, I see a full picture of who I am, kind of like Sarah Hale in Crystal Story. You know, they talk about how they went through the years and how they now are fulfilling each other's destinies. And without him, you know, she wouldn't be. And without her, he wouldn't be. And they're seeing that early on in their relationship. But, it, but you know, you said the right thing, um, uh, Black man, that unfortunately uh, there are people who are like that, but there are several people I'm seeing that do desire to have a traditional marriage, not necessarily a sponsor, because there are men who want sponsors too. Yes, uh, I agree. Not necessarily a sponsor, but they really do want the institution of marriage and they want it for a lifetime. You know, a hashtag that we have is, you know, marriage is, you know, it's, it's like a game. You know, you end it to death. That's the only way out. So you go die getting out. That's how you getting out. Mm -hmm. Ain't no other way. So, you know, it's it's it, you know, it's a shame that we see the celebrities because people are looking at the celebrities. You know, they married for 72 days, you know, and they think, oh well, if I don't like you, if you don't make me happy, I can leave. But it ain't about happiness. It, it never about happiness. Never said yeah. that. And we gotta stop treating marriage like Louis Vuitton bags. Come right. on, sir. We we have we have we you'll have a nice Louis Vuitton bag, but then when you get then as time goes on, you'll carry it and you'll want everybody to see it and it looks lovely. But then when the summer edition comes out and it looks better and it looks more expensive and it looks more beneficial on your on your arm, then you want to get rid of that one, put that one in the closet and move on to something else. We gotta start, we gotta start investing in what it is that we want and what we and what we desire and what we need. And hang on to that bag because as that bag ages and the more you take care of it, it may be worth more than the one that comes out later. But absolutely, I'm gonna let you guys. I have a, um, I have a question because we're more so talking about the woman wanting sponsorship, but what about these men where the women carry the financial responsibility of the home, and these men are at home and barely get be around their children. You know, they outside running around, but the wife is working. And then, you know, I mean, because it can go both ways. Mm -hmm. It's not just the women always want a sponsorship. There's some men out here that just ain't men. Oh, and I just, well, I you just said a mouthful right there. Know, I would love to respond to that if I may. <laughs> <laughs> go yeah, ahead, because I was sure going to say something. Before we do this really quickly, I want to bring up somebody who I really respect. Because, um, Chanel, you bring up a fantastic point. The truth is we have to understand that there are a lot of men who are not traditional. And I'm saying this because I'm a traditional man. Uh, like my wife, if she works, I, I'm going to tell her business. If she works, she gonna work for a little bit and then she gonna be like, you know what? I don't wanna do this no more, right? Me, on the other hand, I love to work. I love providing, that is what I do. And our dynamic works well. I'm a traditional guy. In, in today's modern times, depending on what phase you're in, there's a lot of guys who don't have that sense of responsibility where they wanna get up and make sure that they do, they do what they gotta do. Now, I can't particularly judge them. I can't judge them because I don't know their story. But let me tell you something. 
I encourage men to step up, not only to step up for someone else, but to step up within yourself and be responsible for your life and the direction that you're going in. So to that point, I want to bring up somebody that I respect, somebody who's disciplined, somebody who's a reader, who's a learner. Uh, this is one of my uncles to the community. I want to bring him up. Black men are feel to know who this is. Uncle Let Stu me. is in the building. Uncle Stu. Hello to the panel, to the chat. What's going on, sir? sir. How you feel? I'm doing well, doing well. Um, This is going to be one of them nights. I'm not going to be here long because I'm doing a deeper study. For actual video, I am about to hopefully produce and drop within the next two days. Um, I understand this is about marriage. So what I'm about to bring to the table, and I'll be glad to get all of y'all response. First of all, we have to understand that, uh, number one, what are we defining as marriage? Why do I say that? It's because if you, if you use certain texts, institution of marriage is based on whatever that institution is. So what we have not defined, or at least from what I've heard, we have not really defined what that institution of marriage is. Even if you want to go on scripture, you have people who got married because of family wealth. You have people that got married because the mother or the first wife could not produce children. So there was a marriage of prosperity. Then you have to understand that in the United States of America, we have a whole different marital system. And so you have the governmental institution of marriage. And so we must understand the multiplicities of marriages and exactly what are we using as the foundation of the definition. And does the two people really understand which foundation they're going to use. Unfortunately, in the United States of America, we are defined by marriage according to what the government says. Therefore, when you really look at it, marriage is no longer a benefit to men who has too much to lose. And we refuse to look at this. So what do I mean by too much to lose? I would ask a woman that if you had a child, is it your child or our child? By law, that child doesn't belong to the man, no matter how long he is with you. This is the law. And until we change that law, there's no benefit. Why? Because what does that say to the man with substance? He's already coming in at a negative 50% loss. You've come in with a positive 50% gain. Why? What do you have to gain? You have his child to gain. That's automatic because as soon as you get a divorce, the child automatically goes to you regardless of your mental, social, or economic well-being. It is automatic. And we have too many men that has come through these systems, lost their child, lost their wealth, and right now, because of YouTube, you can see that they are losing their minds. So until we change the governmental system of marriage, everything that we are talking about means nothing to these young men. Why? Because they have watched over and over and over. And we ain't even talking about 
actors and actresses and singers. We're talking about my next door neighbor. We're talking about a 62 year old man that I personally know had just went through divorce and now he's trying to find a second job. Why? Because she done took so much of his economic wealth that at 62, this man got to go find a job. 62. We're talking about men that no longer can see their children, but they got to pay for it. We're talking about men who has built businesses, built some form of wealth, and guess what? Half of that wealth is gone plus. So while we may boast about certain things and we can go and get into the scriptures and be able to be philosophically and spiritually on point, let's deal with the reality. Until we bring the Bible into the courthouse, everything we say, and I, I just want everybody to know, I'm a Holy Ghost filled, fire baptized, and filled with the evidence of speaking in tongues. But I also recognize the reality that we are living in. And okay, so reality, I got a question for you. Huh? And, I got and, a question and, for you after you're done. Okay. And that's, that's the reality. So what we're going to have to do, because I always like to look for solutions. In one of my programs, that I'm trying to develop is to develop and retrain the mind for what marriage is supposed to be and hope that the two develops the spiritual mind of understanding marriage. And this is going to be one of the most complex things to do because we go in spiritual and somehow we come out in the flesh. We go in spiritual and all of a sudden, next to you know, girl, you don't like him. He don't do this. And we come out splitting. But before and we yes, get there. I agree Uncle with Stu, you, Desiree, that we need images. Uncle but Stu. guess what? Over the last 10, 15 years, the government came in and split those images wide up. My sure. Lord. Uncle Stu, before we get there, because uh, I've got that coming up, I want to ask you a question. If somebody came up to you and said, Uncle Stu, is marriage worth it? What's your response to them? It depends. I had to take it on an individual basis. It's worth it based on where you are in life. Okay, so let me, give you a, let me give you a scenario. Let me sure. give you a scenario. So let's say I'm a, I'm a, a 35-year-old man. I'm earning about $65,000 a year. I've met, uh, fell in love with somebody. She's a good Christian young lady. I'm a, I'm a Christian young man. Um, she, you know, she makes about $40,000 a year, you know, uh, and she has one child in that situation. Is it, what would you say to me is if I said, Hey, uncle Stu, is it worth being married or should I stay single? What would you tell me? Get a prenup. Okay. So ladies, I want you to respond to that. What's your thought about, about what uncle Stu said? That goes nothing wonderful. Okay. That goes that I'm Dr. Gaffney said you said that's wonderful. I think they are appropriate. Do you want to protect what you want to protect your assets? Unfortunately, we live in a time when people aren't thinking of love of marriage until death do us part. I mean, me and my husband, we are, uh, but everybody's not like us. You know, we grew up seeing, you know, seeing examples of 45-year marriages. You know, now you see 45-day marriages. So you have to protect yourself, you know, even if it, even down to the nitty, to the small, fine things of, you know, if you cheat, you get nothing. Now you got to put all that in there. So you got to protect yourself. 
I'm gonna, I'm glad that you said that because what a lot of people don't know. Uncle Stu, Uncle Stu, before you say that, I want to hear oh. Chanel's response. Sure. Because um, she chuckled, and I want to see why you chuckled. Yeah, I chuckled because for two reasons. One. Everybody keeps saying, oh, back in my day, we seen 45-year marriages. and Y'all seen that, but was they truly happy? Because I know a lot of people back in the day weren't really happy. They stayed for stability, not because they were actually happy and in love. And they stayed because the woman probably didn't have nowhere else to go or had all these kids bad as men and, and felt like she couldn't live without. That's one thing. But um, as far as the prenup thing, if you go in with that mindset, like, oh, she might cheat and, I, and try to take my money, it's not going to work. So why get married? That's how, that's how I feel. Because um, a lot of times you will get in a marriage and what if you marry someone that's more traditional? So you have a prenup. You're not working, right? You're at home taking care of the kids and everything. And he decides he don't want to be married no more. He want to leave because it happens or he has sad chicks, or he has a baby outside the marriage. So now you, you know, so you're telling me because you decided to mess up and I'm here and I stayed at home. I kept my end of the deal. I don't deserve anything well, is what you're saying. What, a what, you, what you have done, hold it, hold it. What you okay. have done is what we call in, in intellectual debate, you threw in all these ad homonyms and then you added all these 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 variables mm -hmm. that is not an atypical variable. So what you did was you muddled the argument. The question was, if I'm making sixty-five thousand dollars a year, and you're making forty thousand dollars with a child, what would I advise a young man to do? And once again, I'm gonna hold my position and give you my reason for that argument. Get a prenuptial agreement. Why? Because let's say he did all this, whatever you just got finished saying, guess what you can get him for? Child support, period. Now he's on the hook for child support regardless of you, regardless of your actions, regardless of his actions. He's on the law for child support. And guess how long he's going to have to pay child support? Because if you send your child to an undergrad, then turn around, go get a master's, then go out to the PhD, he's gonna pay for that child until that child finish their education. So let's understand the law. The law is not for males. The law is not equal. The law is not balanced. The law is strictly in your favor. Don't get okay, with that point. Don't get with me started. Yeah, so with that point, I, I want to see, I want to make sure, that I want to see if the ladies understand where men might be coming from on this, because it is egregious. And for the like the last couple of decades, men have not been able to say this without a piece of it. No, I didn't yeah. say it. I don't know how to feel because no, I do have a strong voice. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, guys. The yeah, internet yeah. went out. Yeah. I didn't hear half of it. Yeah, guys. So, so it's egregious because a lot of men are going through this, and for the last two decades, three decades, 40 years, right, we haven't been able to say this without it being seen. Men, you need to man up, step up, and quit complaining. And men are starting to wake up and realize that if, if, if I got to risk my financial future and my freedom, I might as well stay to myself. So I want to know, based off of what Uncle, Uncle Stu said, do you guys understand what men might be coming from when it comes to marriage? I absolutely understand what he's saying. Yeah, forgive me for my tone. I never want y'all to think I'm attacking. I'm from New York, so 
you know, we just tend to talk direct, but I don't want anybody to feel attacked. So I'm That's sorry true. if it, they come out that way. I don't okay. feel that way. I, I agree with him 100%. Uh, the, the law is not designed for men. It's not. And nope. women do these things on purpose to hurt that man oh my uh, because they did it. I don't care. I've always been that kind of person. They Come on, come on. Because mm -hmm. it's not right. I mean, you just seen a man live on, on Facebook kill his ex and his uh, girlfriend because she dragging him through court for something he may or may not have done, but it's been going on for three years. And then the girlfriend pregnant by him and she gonna do the same thing that the, the wife did. Now, you, cause we don't work with us, you can't see your child. How long a man supposed to put up with that crap? Now, just before we say that, ladies and gentlemen, we're not advocating violence. We're right. talking, no, we're talking no, no, yeah, I'm sorry. I, no, no, I just got to put that disclaimer out there. We're not, mm -hmm. we're not advocating violence. We're just saying that there is pressure that's built up when a man can't see his kids and he's trying to be a father. There is pressure and there is anger. There's disappointment. There's depression that seeps in. So thank you, Auntie Desiree. And let me, let me just that. finish up with this. It's just like uh, Uncle Stu said. And then on top of that, they got to pay for him and can't see him. Come on, stop. Oh, please let yes. Let, let me let me say this. So so, oh, go, so go ahead, do, we under, do do we understand? Because like I said, uh, I, I'm doing a I'm, I'm doing a whole big series on this. Do we now understand that? Um, I've heard the argument that you gave Chanel about all these women and how sad. I hate to tell you that comes out of a movie. We do not have a full documentary, nor do we have any. A whole bunch of narratives that talks that way that came out of a narrative of a movie where they said all these women in order for the feminist movement to have the power and the unction that it has to say all these women were sad blah 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 that really came out of a movie and that came out of the second wave feminist movement that was pushed on community oh. but the other part of it is when we look at what the court system has done and what the court system has done is totally flip marriages upside down. And until we change these laws, for example, when we get a divorce, how about is 50, 50 custody off the top? How about no child support. If I got the child 50% of the time, you got the child 50% of the time. There's no economic incentive for you to do what you do. Do you understand? And a lot of times we can't get women to see this side. Because if you live in, in a society where you have the power, why would women want to give up that power? When, when they're now in a society where they're free. Oh, you cheating on me? I'm gonna take your child. That's what she just got finished saying. Oh, you, right. you, you didn't, you didn't come home last night. I got a no for a divorce. And, and I can, I, I, I can I ask you this question? Can I ask this question? Oh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Go after black man. I want to get Chanel's response because she's got something. Okay, so I, I have a question. Um, how many women would divorce or break their families apart if there were no incentives from the man or the government? If if 
if there were no incentives, no, no, nothing. How, and I, they I, and they just want to divorce. Yeah, yeah. How many women would divorce? How many women would go down that path? If 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 there was no incentive, I'm talking about the the modern day women now, not you, oh, not not you, okay. not you, civil okay. not you, civil <laughs> but the modern day women today. How many of them would leave or break their families apart or go try to find something else if there were no incentives? Before, before y'all answer that, benefit. before you answer that, let me bring my brother K Nate is back on the platform. I'm so glad to have him. K Nate, welcome to the chat, sir. And let me bring back up Chanel. Hey, K Nate, what's going on, my brother? I, I was going to say, Chanel, if you don't come back up on this platform, no, I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, turn off this computer and be like, I know she didn't run away from this, this platform. No, I'm not running. Ah, you better not run. I'm not you better be on my platform when I need one of them strong women to push back on some of these brothers. Be like, Chanel, get up here. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to stay up here long, but I will be listening in the background. So I do want to, you know, hear all your arguments. You got to understand, you're going to help me write this paper so I can do this video. So I'm waiting (laughs) to hear your arguments, Chanel. And all right. I love y'all. May the peace and blessing of God be with y'all. This is Uncle Stu. And Uncle I'm out. Stu. You know, we'll be talking soon, good sir. Love you, Uncle. Yes, sir. Y'all have a good night. You too. I still be listening in the background, so you can still yell at me, Chanel, all right? I plan on it. <laughs> she plan on it. She chewed on her word too, Uncle Stu. Hey, tell her I'm from New York. I'm, I'm an army dog. I'm ready for it. <laughs> Love y'all. All right. Love you, Unc. So, yeah, so what do I think about that? When you think about child support, because what I don't hear often is that from our sisters. I don't hear that talked about very much. And so I'm curious to know what y'all think about that. And let me give you some context. Let's say if it's your son who may be on the hook for, he, he may be on the hook if he gets married and there's a risk that if he gets divorced, this he will be in this position. What do you say? What's your perspective on that? Hmm. The narrative changes. Yep. The narrative changes if when it's your son. Just like just like a lot of women, just like a lot of women say. And I and I, I saw Uncle uh Uncle Kevin Samuel say this to a lady one time. She said, I'm a I'm a woman with five kids and three baby daddies, and I want this man to be with me. I want to be a high value man that's making a hundred thousand dollars a year. And he said, Let me ask you a question. How many out of those five kids, how many are boys? She said, Three. He said, Would you want your son to bring you home? Wow! Immediately, she said, "Hell no!" He said, <laughs> "He said so." The men that you're looking for, they they are somebody's son as well, That's right? That's and so true. you have to be you have to be conscious in your mind to know why would you want to go to a man that has no kids, no legacy? Your tubes are tied. You got five kids, three baby daddies. Two of those baby dads want to fight you every day, showing up at your house unannounced. And you want a good man to come into a situation like that? See, but this this again, we're doing one-sided. It's all one-sided. Okay, well, I wanted to address you earlier about the other side. I, I have something I want to coin the phrase. It's called fuckboytism. Right? I'm going to coin that phrase, fuckboytism. And what that is, is the young men that are raised by their by their moms or single moms or whatever, and, and they call we call them F-boys, but I call them fuckboytism. I, I, that's what I'm mm-hmm. calling them. I'm going to make that word up. And these are the boys that sit at home with their moms, 
and their moms take care of them. They iron their clothes when they're 13, mm -hmm. 14. They don't have to take out trash. They cook for them. They serve them like they're their husbands, right? There's no discipline. There's no structure. And those right. men that you're saying that are sitting at home playing the PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 mm -hmm. every day, those are the young men that are raised by our single black women. Let's be honest. Because we have to look at it both sides. The black man is not in the home right now. He's either in jail or he's out on the streets, right? And so, therefore, black women have taken up the role of, I'm going to raise my son, but then I'm going to treat my son like this. I call them son husbands. Because what they do, they make them son husbands. Oh, I dr I'm going to dress him like I would want my man to dress. I'm going to feed him. I'm going I'm to make sure I iron his clothes. And these boys are capable of doing these things on their own. Right. I know women that are have 15 year old sons. They're ironing their clothes and putting their clothes up, taking out their clothes for school, buying them clothes. You know, going. I mean, come on. That's, and when you make those boys and when you create those young men, those young men grow up to be the very Chanel, very the very young men that you guys are talking about right now that are sitting at home every day because they're dependent on you because they see mama in you and they want a reflection of because you become what you're around. If they see their mama like that and their mama treating them like that, oh, I got to find another woman to be dependent on since I'm grown now. So I'm going to go over and pick this nice young lady because she got a good job. She got electricity. She got a house. Woo! I'm going to sit up here and play the game all day and give her some real good sex, blow her mind, and sit here on her couch all day and eat up all her food. Okay, cool. That's what I want to say. No, I agree with that. That's what I was saying about the yeah. one-sided earlier because it was more so that women need sponsorship, but there is men. Yeah, don't be a son husband. Yeah. Son husbands. So, so, so let me let me make something very clear. The reason why I, I built this platform and I'm working on it now, I've got a lot of great men and women like yourselves on here, is because what we've been doing for a long time is we've been showing we've been catering to the needs of women and speaking to their issues. And what we've been doing is talking at men. And what men need is not someone telling them what to do, but showing them how to get it done. And what we're trying to do is inspire and encourage and instruct the generation of men to not only become men so that they can pay somebody else's bills, but to become productive within themselves because a productive man increases the value of his family and community everywhere. And so this is why we're having this discussion. So I appreciate your perspective on this. So, so Kevin is on here and I want to get his perspective as well. So I want to start with, the question we first start off, and then we're going to move on to our second question. Kevin, is marriage worth the risk? Well, yeah, absolutely marriage is worth the risk. But with some accountability checkpoints along the way. My Lord. Okay, so first of all, let me propose something. See, I've been married a couple of times, so I, you know what I'm saying? You don't necessarily have to be the best basketball player in order to be a coach, right? As long mm -hmm. as you have played the game enough that you understand the nuances of it, that makes for a good coach having experience. So let's say that I have some experience in the marriage department, okay? So first, I, I, I propose a three-year marriage with a prenup. Marriage for three years. So after the, the marriage, let's all the children, sicknesses, finances, and debts, all of that needs to be on the table. There needs to be nothing in the closet. Everything needs to put be put out on the table. And <clears throat> both parties need to agree that what we're doing is that you agree with what I have and what I'm doing. I agree with what you have and what you're doing. And then... For we are a team, and 
we need to come together as a couple and the goal is to win. If I'm short, you need to pick me up. If you're short, I need to pick you up. And at the end of two years, going into that third year, you have your first evaluation. If all is well, you roll into your three years and you get another three years. If not, if one party is found to be lacking or both parties are found to be lacking, then it's really time to take a good look at it and say, do I want to be in it or no? And if you don't, you get to walk away, scot free, take your prenup agreement and move on to the next. Because what happens is there are a lot of people who celebrate 10, 15, 20 years and you see them on Facebook. You see the smiles, you see all of this and that, and they hate each other. Okay. Nah, that ain't that ain't that ain't what's up. We don't need to be in in loveless marriages where we're not being taken care of, where uh where you're doing all the taking, none of the giving. Marriage is supposed to be healthy, not only for the two people, but also for the kids, not only for the kids, but for the people around us. We need to understand that we're beacons of light to our other friends and family members who are watching us. And if we're miserable and talking down on this person and doing that's not healthy either. So I don't know if all of that was warranted, but that's my take so far. I, I want to I want to I want to I want to push back on that I do too. Uh, and not push back because I disagree. But let's say you're coming into the marriage and you got stuff already, and you don't need nothing there for nothing. You got you already established. Um, so while you while you guys answer this, I want to bring up my brother. Uh, we're going to be doing a collaboration uh, in this upcoming year, 2022. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm presenting to the stage. Hola, man of prestige. What's up, my brother? Salute to the panel. What's going on, everyone? Hello, 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 hello. Hi. So here's What's what I want to say. Hey, good to see you, man. Yes, good sir. to see you, my brother. I want to pose a question to everybody. Let's say, and this is, and then we're going to move to the next question. Let's say I'm already coming to the marriage with stuff. I already got my degree. I'm, I'm already in the career. I'm, I'm making at least $70,000 or more. I've got, I'm established. And you have less than me, right? Maybe you didn't go to school. Maybe you're earning less. I'm coming in with more. And you're not coming in as, as with as much. In that situation, is marriage worth the risk? Well, point number two right there was you go in with both parties agreeing with a prenup. So if you come in with a bunch of stuff and they have nothing, well, that's that's already accounted for in the prenup. I don't believe you should come in with nothing and walk away with a whole bag just because we were tied together. See, here's my here's the reason I'm asking, because most of the thing we've talked about is money. And that's not the only risk in marriage. We've got emotions. We've got relationships. We got family. We've got uh, reputation. Children. So we're not just yeah. For for people who are in this, it's not just about the money because you can get, you can recover money faster than you can recover emotionally. So when, thinking about that holistic approach, in that case, I want to reframe it from that perspective. Is, is it worth that risk? I still stick by my answer. Yes. Okay. I think that um, and the question, the, the way that you put it with the 70, 40, even if I'm at 40 and I want to go back to the financial income around that, what if now we're together, you're making 70,000, I'm making 40, but you helped me to get a degree. So now I've gotten a degree and my income boosts higher than yours. So now 
we're both at 70 or I'm above 70 and you're still at 70. So now we become equals, as say, in finances. But now you're miserable because I'm doing better than I was in the beginning. See, sometimes people get married because they feel that you're less than and they can manipulate you. But if you get married to someone that you are equally yoked to in the spirit realm and I mean, emotions, it goes up and down. But if you're spiritually yoked together, then it makes things easier to work through. When you're not spiritually yoked together, it makes everything hard. Your emotions be everywhere. Your finances be everywhere. You just, you just, you're just a ball of mess. And it's very difficult for you to want to stay married because you don't know if you're coming or going. But when you are equally yoked, then you can work through things. And, you know, we talked about the prenup. You know, when you work through things and the prenup really isn't necessarily needed, it may be there as a backfall, but you don't even think about it because you're working through everything the way that it's supposed to be. Excellent. I want to get Man of Prestige. What's your, what's your thought on that? Uh, so the issue, uh, the issue that I'm having with a lot of these conversations is that English is my seventh language, you know, so maybe sixth or seventh, something like that. And a lot of times I find that we throw around words um, and it's kind of hard to get to the bottom of things when we have so many big words involved in the conversation. So, for example, you know, when we say emotional, we say spiritual, you know, there, there's a blurry line there sometimes. I get it that expressing emotion is different from spirituality. But when it comes to the, the whole, the whole, the whole, the totality of what we call emotions and spirit, there's a lot of people that actually inter, they use that interchangeably, right? And, um, but we know that it's quite different from financial, right? So, um, with that being said, the, the answer to the question for me is that is marriage worth it? Uh, it depends, you know, it depends. I think overall, I think marriage is worth it. If I look at the level of growth that comes from being married, that is impossible if you're not married, in my opinion, I think it's worth it off of that, you know. I think a lot of people run their mouth online about <laughs> marriage and, you know, and if you haven't been in it, you just don't know what you don't know, you know. And you can know all the theory there is to know. You can know all the stats from blackdemographics.com. You don't know what you don't know, you know. So, but overall, I'm just going to, I yield the mic right now and say this. Overall, it's worth it just because of the level of growth that marriage itself will provoke out of a human being. Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to conclude this question by saying this. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to take the center stage. Marriage is absolutely worth it. And let me tell you why. If I wasn't married to my wife and found the right person, and grew to be the right person, I would not be where I'm at. If we make marriage about the things, about the stuff that we can acquire, then we're missing the whole purpose of marriage. When you find the right person, you not only grow financially, you grow mentally, you grow emotionally, you grow in all aspects of your life. So I am saying definitively, marriage is absolutely worth it. Marry somebody on your level. That doesn't mean you have to earn the same amount, but it means you have to be on the same frequency of thinking, not the same trajectory. So ladies and gentlemen, marriage is absolutely worth it. All right, let's go to our next question, y'all. Uh, okay, so you guys, everybody's seen uh, Devon Franklin making good, correct? We heard about what's going on in that situation, right? I just saw it. 
a little bit of it. My oh. okay. Yeah, so I want to ask y'all a question. Because we like to talk about, you know, you know, should nobody influence your marriage? But in, in pop culture, it does. We talk about these things. We've seen a lot of celebrity couples. And I don't want to get into their names. I don't, I don't want to call their names. But y'all know, just think within the last year, should we even, should, should what we see in terms of celebrity relationships have any influence on, um, on how we do our own relationships? In other words, should we look at somebody, you know, and say, that's relationship goals? What's your thoughts on no. that? No. Yeah, you said should no, we? No. Should we, right? No, no, no. Of course we shouldn't, <laughs> right? Do not, we? Not That's a different question entirely. Right. I mean, yeah. So, so I'm assuming we do because I see it all the time. Like we all thought, you know, I want that Jada that will love, and then you know, you, you see, and, you see and, that, you see and, that love. And I don't mean to be, I don't mean to be biased here, but it's mostly women that do that. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, uh, Ninety percent of the time, it's women that say, "Oh, girl." I'm just saying, I'm just, I'm just saying Kanye West came out with the song. <laughs> yeah, you're right. And uh, so you, you know, uh, you know, Kanye is a prophet because he said, "You know, uh, we want prenup. We want. Well, you know, we, we'll talk about that later." So, um, <laughs> but when it goes back to these celebrity marriages, you hear a lot of women say, like, even now, "Girl, I want me a Russell Wilson girl. Ooh, I need me a Russell." You know. <laughs> Um, even Devon, even when it, when he was with Megan, he had so many videos of them praying together and walking together, and he's getting up in the morning praying with her and all these women. Ooh, see, that's what a real man looked like. But my thing is this: every every house in Frisco looks good on the on the outside, looks beautiful on the outside, but you never know what's going on on the inside. Hello. And my <laughs> thing is this: Megan Good is a beautiful woman that came from a very promiscuous background. And, and, and back in 1968, they asked Malcolm X, when they asked him about the JFK assassination, he said to them, uh, the chickens have come home to roost. And the same thing that's happening that, that he said then, we can use it today. When you marry a woman that was for the streets and that was very promiscuous and is promoting this modern woman mindset, like this new show she has on Amazon. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have watched it. But she's promoting that women should be in control of a man. You know, you, men shouldn't be leaders. Women should be leaders. When you have that promiscuous background like that, the chickens will come home to roost. And they have come home to roost, and he filed for divorce. It was not her. It was him. Okay, let me push back. Let me push back on this. I'm not disagreeing with you. But she was who she was when he met her. Exactly. So I, I, exactly. I respect I respect everybody seeing who she was, but he was attracted to her. He asked her to marry. So do we really do we really have the right to put the blame on her when she didn't pretend to be something she wasn't what she wasn't from the from the beginning? Well, well, no, not not really. But well, he uh, there's blame on both ends. I think that when it comes to him, <laughs> per se, um, you're right. He knew the kind of woman she was. And I, I think he wanted to be Mr. Fix-It. And I think that he invested in an, I think he invested in a product that he, I think he invested in something that he could not find the parts to. Ooh, good Lord. Come on now. He invested in, an, in, 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 in a situation that he couldn't find the parts to. And when he tried to put the parts together, he's like, man, I, there, these parts are nowhere to be found. I, I, I can't find them. So I, I got I don't know what to do now. I got this 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 nice car that would be worth so much if I could find the parts to it, but I just can't find the parts. And now he, and you make this decision. Now this is sitting here in front of you, and you make the decision to be with this woman. And now you're you're reaping the consequences of your choice. 
Ladies, what do you think about this? So I don't know a whole lot about their situ their current story other than what I just kind of read. I remember when they first got married and how, you know, everybody was talking about these relationship goals because they waited until they got married before they consummated their marriage. And I think they like wrote a book or something like that, mm-hmm. you know, about you know how about their relationship leading up to their marriage and so, you know, and, and, you know, and I was reading a little bit about them the other day where she was saying that people thought that she was had she had just, you know, gotten saved when they uh, when she started dating him or that she had, you know, known the Lord and had been saved since she was 12. So, you know, being a Christian, you know, wasn't new to her and all this and that. Uh, but being a Christian and living the life are two different things. And, you know, yeah, you may have known the Lord, but were you really in the Lord? Uh, and he's a Seventh-day Adventist pastor, you know, and did you grow up in the Seventh-day Adventist belief? Because, you know, denominations have different thought processes. And so, you know, he's cute, you know, he's handsome, you know, did y'all get together because of the Lord or because of the looks? You know, did you get with her because of the celebrity they could bring to the church? You know, it just brings a lot of questions as far as the whys. I mean, you know, you know, it, you know, it just brings a lot of questions. And I think that, you know, that in the end of it all, it is their marriage. And whatever happened, happened. You know, if it was her new show that that, that made it or if he just got tired of her not doing, you know, I don't know. But it's but celebrity. So let me tell you. Uh-huh. So, Dr. Gaffin, let me tell you. So, let me. I saw something. I'm like, oh no, God, no, God, no. I saw a scene. I saw a scene. I saw a scene. I saw a scene. I can't unsee that scene. I wish I could unsee it. But you know what? She been so what she been doing these scenes forever. Yeah, but you but you know something like you know how somebody's done something and you can say you know what I I, I can get past the, I can get past what you've done. Right, but you don't expect them to do it again. Like you don't know. And this one, this one wasn't. You know, let's just be real. So kissing scene, or you know, somebody touch you a little bit. This one was a whole different scene where, uh, man, I don't, I, I don't want to, I don't want y'all ladies to clutch your pearls. So I'm gonna say this as gingerly as possible. You want me to say uh, it? Okay. Yeah, no, so, so what, so what happened was there was a scene where she looked like she was about to. Black man, uh, she was about to, to, to toss his salad. She's about yeah. yes, she eat, yes, eat she, yeah. she went to I the holy know. she went to the holy place. Wait a minute. Say that again because I, I <laughs> so missed up. So y'all, oh, so y'all like, don't don't use the euphemisms. Wife was telling me that she was eating his butt. Is that what groceries. he was saying? No, no, Listen, I was trying not to say it like that, but yes. you gotta oh, preach you know. tonight. That's, that's oh, okay. it. Okay, yeah. say it in plain terms. Yeah, so 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 it, 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 from what I know, and again, I don't watch this. I, I I started off for two minutes, and I'm like, I can't do this. No. Yeah, we had this conversation. Today. I, I cut it off, and then you know, I, I deleted my uh, Prime account for that. So so I didn't watch it, but I ended up seeing it, and I'm um, and it was it, from what I know is it was it, it was a, it was about to happen, and she chose not to. But just seeing the scene, seeing your wife on t- national television in that position, I don't know if I could have accepted that. And so my question to y'all is. Let's just say somebody is in a profession and you know the profession that they're in. Should they should they have to not go and be full into their profession? In this case, it's it's like me and being married to porn stars. I don't understand it. 
I, I don't understand how a, a million people can get online and watch your wife work and, and then she come home and give you the same work privately that she's giving everybody else publicly. How is that possible? You have to okay. be a strong individual to be married to a porn star. I, well, well, like you said, that. black man unfiltered. The, the, he knew what Megan was before he got with Megan. He thought he was going to change Megan. Yes, ma'am. And that was not going to happen with Megan because Megan was who she is, period. And yes, apparently that was attract him too while he's sitting up there trying to perpetrate. Mm -hmm. That attracted him, but he didn't want it to be on the scenes no more, on, exactly. on, on the screen. And that's not fair to her because she is who she is. You trying to change it, and she tried to do that just for him, but that's in her. Period. You know, um, the so. the mind the mind is a powerful thing, right? And and um, you know, when we we're talking about marriage still, right? When you align with a person, we're still talking about romantic relationships, right? Uh, you align with a person, and uh, and you're trying to do this at a, on a lifetime level, right? There's a lot of things that you have to put into consideration when it comes to the way the mind works, right? Even if nothing happened, the mind can create 200 movies, sex scenes off of one scene that she had in the past. You can become entrapped in that for the rest of your life. See, um, black man said he doesn't understand it. He's not supposed to understand that. If a porn art, uh, act, actor marries a porn actress, maybe they will understand each other because they're in that lifestyle, right? As a matter of fact, he's doing his thing, they're doing their thing, right? But a normal person trying to align with that, it's going to backfire. I'll bring it down to this level, right? You know, when you, when you like where I'm from, right? I'm from, I'm legacy Nigerian, born here, raised in Nigeria, right? And, um, the way things work is that if you cross the state line, it's not like here, you cross the state line, even the same language, same tribe, no, no, forget that. If you cross the streets over to go marry somebody else from the other streets, there's a problem. You're going to hear all kind of stuff, things like, hey, they have ringworm in that family over there. You don't want to go there, right? And that little thing I just said can become like a big trouble, right? That's one layer. Now, when you cross language barriers, that's another barrier. You may say, no, I'm in love and all this kind of stuff, right? But that thing is going to present itself in a way that will become an obstacle in your marriage, right? Now, when we cross religion, that's another layer, right? When you cross color, skin color, race, all this kind of stuff, that's another layer. Now, there's nothing wrong with crossing all these different boundaries or whatever you want to call it. But I'm just saying you should be aware that that's barriers that will become issues for you in your marriage. So if you cross the line from being, uh, what's his name? Pastor Devon, right? Being a Correct. Pastor Devon, you cross that line all the way going to Megan Gooden, right? There's a lot of layers there. So, he, so here's, here's my question to what you're saying. Yeah. So in, when, you, when you guys are successful in a career, let's say husband and wife, you're both su successful. What comes first? Does career and your purpose, because that was what you had before them, or does now marriage become the priority? What's your thought I must that? say, I, I have to say that your, your, your spouse has to come first. I don't care who you are and what you're doing. If you cannot put who you, what you're doing aside for who you are one with, supposedly that's what marriage is all about, oneness, two people coming together as one, you've married the wrong person then. If you cannot, I don't care what goes on 
I don't care what I'm doing. If my wife calls me, whoever is being attended to by me right now is going to be short because I need to get to my wife and make sure she knows that I have her no matter what. That is how you create bonds. And if your spouse doesn't do that for you, then everybody knows that. You know if your wife will come to your, your call if you need her. You know if your husband will come if you need her. And if you're with someone and you know that they won't do that for you, they'll finish up their work or they'll do something else before they come and get. Well, there's a piece of your heart that they'll never get. There's a piece of your 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 mind, soul, and body that will never be one with them. And and in my opinion, you ain't really married because in, in marriage is much more of a choice than it is any kind of paper or any kind of anything else that you've done. I agree. That is that's amazing, bro. That's, yep. ama- that's an amazing perspective because even you know I just listened and and a lot of people when they 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 um they talk bad about marriage. I always go back to my grandmother um, because I, I like wisdom. You know, I'm I'm an old soul, so I, uh, that's why me and Sarah Hill we 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 good because I'm an old soul. And I remember sitting under the tree with my grandfather when I was a kid, and and, and sitting in the living room at my grandmother's feet. And I remember the things she said. We used to ask her, Grandma, what happened with you and Granddad? Did y'all ever go through something? She said, Oh, baby, I could write I could write a Bible on the things that out of the 63 years we've been together, the things that we've been through. And my sister said, I ain't no way I would have put up with it, you know. And she said, baby, God did not promise us happiness, but he did promise us joy. And she said, we had those moments of joy. And she said, I prayed my husband throughout in a lot of things. And the reason I didn't stay because of that, she said, but my love for your grandfather is so unconditional that it's not a job for me, but it's a lifestyle. And I saw her love that man to the day he died. When he when he got, they told me he had a weak heart and he wouldn't be here long. I, I saw her serve him and I saw her cook for him and change his diet plan and just had just took care of him until he passed away right there on the couch. He died right there on the couch while she was preparing breakfast. And yeah, that's so beautiful. Her, yes, and that's a beautiful thing. Now, you make a mistake, I'm out. Oh, you mm-hmm. did what? I'm out. Oh, peace. Oh, no, no. Uh, uh-uh. uh. Then you have the girls in their ear. Girl, I wouldn't put up with it. But soon, but but watch this. I'm, and I'm gonna say this, and I'm done. Girl, <laughs> I wouldn't put up with it. But soon, as you say, yeah, get out. Soon as he hit that door, that that DM, ding. I, ooh, I she waited. She waited. <laughs> see, she broke up with you. If you need somewhere to stay, you can come stay with me. Yeah, that's so true. Some people are. Some people are designed. To, to to break your foundation. That God has a job, but the devil has one too. Hello. But that's all I'm gonna say. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sir. That's all right. That was good. That was good, Black Man. Well, we apologize. <laughs> Create the roof for the gumbo. I, I, I apologize. Black well, man. well, we apologize. Okay. This is what we do. This this leads me to something that it's a tough question that most people can't answer quickly, and I'm about to give it to y'all. Yeah. I want uh, I want the ladies and then the and then the gentlemen. To answer uh, this, name three things a husband should bring to a marriage that doesn't cost money. <laughs> I want to wow. start with the ladies. Name three things that a man should bring to the marriage that does not cost money. Mm. I'm sorry, it's a little hard to hear you. Can you say that one more time for me, Dr. Gaffney? Security, 
protection, protection. and love. Okay, talk to me about those. Security, what does security look like? So for me, security is knowing that we're going to have a place to stay, that we're going to have food in the house, knowing that he's going to be able to take care of the things that he takes care of. Uh, protection is being able to protect me. Like if something pop off, you know, I'm not the one that got to go to the front door with the 45. You know what I'm saying? That he's going to protect me and the kids and make sure that nobody's going to bust up in here and get us. You know, and then love. Loving me unconditionally through all of my everything. You know, when I was sick with breast cancer three years ago, um, my husband literally for a year took over the household while I was going through my breast cancer treatments and through my recovery. I mean, you know, he stepped in and he didn't say, well, you think I'm out. You know, you figure it out on your own. You know, I didn't work for six months. You know, my income was cut because I was on short term disability. But he did not one time say, well, you know, you got to figure out something because you ain't bringing home enough money. You know, he loved me through it all and he helped me to recover. And so had he not had that unconditional love for me at that time, things would be different. I may be a single mom, you know, trying to figure out where me and my kids go live. So those are the things that are important for me, um, you know, but that's not important to everybody. I want to say salute to Sir Gaffney. That's an awesome example of what love and marriage did. So big salute to your husband on that one. Right. He heard Auntie, you. Thank you. <laughs> Auntie, that's right. Tell me what you think. Name. Let's name three things. <sighs> I can name this, that doesn't cost I, money. Three things: love, protection, and a job. Period. Period. <laughs> that doesn't. And, cost and money. the only reason that doesn't cost money. Love doesn't cost money. Protection doesn't cost money. So we're assuming job. So instead of saying security, like uh, Dr. Gaffney said, I said a job because, look, just like she said, what if that man gets ill? What am I going to do? Wait for him to to heal and and get well, but we drowning in debt or whatever? No, I'm going to get my butt out there and get that job too. I'm going to get that bag. I'm gonna show him how what he got here. He found a good thing. That's right. Listen you, to me. You, one of them thug, you got that thug love, bitch. Yes, yes, <laughs> baby. Black man, say it again. Say it again. You got that thug love, bitch. Yes, I do, black man. I felt it. Yes. Yeah, you make the Louisiana come out of me right there. <laughs> well, because you know, I got my man back just like he gonna have my back. Come on. I'm not going to sit there. I'm not going to the unemployment office. I'm not going to the welfare office. I'm going to get a job. I'm going to hustle. I'm going to do what I need to do. Desiree, you know, I, I like. I always, okay, I always like to use these uh, these little situations in this. What you're talking about, you they don't make them like you no more. Remember back in the day, you could run a Cadillac through a, a brick wall and not tear. Come it up. on now. But Come now, on. but but you're that Cadillac that you can't tear up. But these women today, they're the, they're the Toyota Corolla that you, that can hit a corner and tear the whole front end off of it. My I'm telling God. you the truth. That is the truth. They don't make them like you no more, Desiree. Come on, somebody. No, no they but, don't. I, let's take this deeper though. It, I, I believe that a lot of them would get a job. I want to ask you a question that a lot of men. You didn't let Chanel give her response yet. She, she will. I, I, I'll, I'll give it to her. Yeah, yeah, I got you guys. 
can you respect a man if if you have to get out and go work and bring him some money as well? Does the respect yes. stay the same? Yes. Yeah. For me, yes, yes. Come on. Because guess what? Because what you just said, I have a man, an M A N, not a B O Y. Mm. I'm done. I'm about to run out of here, Desiree. I'm about to run out. I love it. Chanel, talk to us. What you got? What what are three things that a husband should bring that doesn't cost money? As I said before, I'm not married, but what I would like is respect, love, and I do I want accountability. So when something is wrong, we can both on both parts talk about talk to me. Talk to me about the accountability part. That's 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 unique. I, I don't really hear that often. Uh, the I, I hurt you. I'm sorry. I can do this. We can do this. We can work on this. I that's what I like because a lot of times, most people don't talk about stuff. We walk around the house, let it die down, then we back laughing and joking. I just you know people in general. You know, so I would like that. And I would definitely like respect. I want to be respected as your wife and as your counterpart, not just, you know. I love it. I love it. Ladies, y'all are dope. This is why I have y'all on this show. Excellent answers. Fellas, now let let us name. I want to see if there's some contrast to what we should bring versus what the lady said. So let's start with K-Nate. What are three things a husband should bring to a relationship? To a marriage. Number one is communication. Two is ownership and being able to um, own your issues, whatever it is. And protection is big, I believe. Excellent. Man of prestige. I think it's um, safety, security, and love. And I mean all three from a place of emotional. I'm not talking about providing money. Uh, I don't care about any of that. All that kind of stuff can take care of itself because no condition is permanent, right? Things happen. But when you're able to provide those things, especially down to an emotional level, I I don't think uh, most women want anything else. Excellent. Black men unfiltered. Three things that don't cost money. Um, I, I wanted to piggyback on um on what the uh, the, the fellas just said. Protection is one of those things. Uh, one of those things that you have to have, uh, because you you have to be able to see things that she can't see. You have to be be able to see the people that are around her and understand them. So that protection is a is a is the biggest thing. Um, then there's patience. Uh, I mean, I have a few. I wrote them down. Uh, love, patience, integrity, flexibility, right? Faithfulness, right? So those are the things that I feel like you, that you can bring that doesn't cost any money at all. All right. Now, we're about to flip the script, y'all. So generally, it's easy for men. I want to hear it in the reverse now. Oh, so my God. That a, I knew it. three things that a husband should bring. <laughs> come on. Uh, come on. I <laughs> want to know from the ladies. Yeah. What are three things that a wife should bring that doesn't cost money? Oh, my God. Um, we'll begin, Dr. Gaffney. I think first is respect. Other is, can you cook, girl? Uh, and 
Can you hold on, hold on a second. Black man, I felt like, hold on, you get it, you get a special cam. When you said, "Can you cook?" This black man's response. Uh, <laughs> hey! Come oh, on! My God. Oh my God! Come and, on! Come and, on! Come uh, on! And then number three, you know, in this thing, how folks don't know how to clean. Can you clean? Bingo! Mm. Clean and respect, and you can do them three. You know, you can learn to communicate all that stuff too. But cook, clean, and then respect, you know, them, them, them kind of hit home right there. So are, so, are, so are you saying that, so how come this is such a big, you know what, I'll, I'll make sure after, after that's right, three things a woman should bring that doesn't cost money. Yeah. Well, I agree with what Dr. Gaffney said, but I'm going to say this, respect, uh, faithfulness, and yes, God, cook. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Oh, Hold yes. on. You yes. hitting on some heavy y'all ladies hit on some heavy stuff. Why is this such a problem then in our in our community where these simple things because men really are not we're not see we're saying we're simple and people think that we're stupid. Simple yeah. doesn't mean stupid. That's it right. just means that our our requirements are not complex. It very it really is give us some good sex, give us some good cooking, make sure things are clean and make sure we're good. We ain't got nothing else to ask for. That's it. And that is true. So why is it such a, why do we, in our culture, why is it such a, a point of contention? Hmm. After this, fellas, I'm coming to you, to you guys after this. Well, a lot of it has to do with, you know, you you don't see it at home, so you don't know how to do it. Because we live in such an age now of, you know, the, 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 feminine, the feminism age. I don't even know what that's even all about. I don't even understand that whole concept. But you live in the feminist age. I can bring home the bacon and fry it up in the pan, you know, and all that stuff. But then you never learn how to properly how to properly cook. You want to, your cooking is throwing it in the microwave. Your cleaning is wiping down the table. You don't deep clean. You, you know, there are just things that people Listen aren't learning. Here. You get an honorable mention. Say what you just said again. You get an honorable mention. <laughs> Which part? <laughs> By cooking in the microwave. Yeah, hey, hot pocket. Come, Come on. Can can you deep clean? Or you just wiping off a table with a dirty cloth and mm. saying you clean it? Or you know how to sweep and mop a floor after you do something? You know, just simple things that we're not teaching anymore. You know, home ec is no longer in high school. That's where we learned a lot of stuff, home economics. You know, they take stuff mm. out of school, but then they expect you to know how to do it. Uh huh. Can we get the tray? Can we get the can we get the collection plate around for for, for Dr. Uh, right, right. Oh Excellent point. And then so most of them want to have the clothes, you know, um, you, you know, out of sight, out of sight, out of mind, you know. <laughs> Man, um, look, like my yeah. uncle was married to a woman, y'all. This is a sidebar. Married to a woman who she was nasty. She wouldn't wash. So instead of her washing her clothes, she would just go by new underwear and throw her old underwear in the wash bag and they had a box just full of nasty drawers that she never would wash she just go buy a new ones well you know what something must be in the water because i was just about to say the same thing but in a different context i my, my i have a homeboy i'm not gonna say his name because i want to embarrass his life but he he has the same situation his wife would have dirty clothes piled up in the laundry room and say, I'm, I'll just stop by Walmart and buy some clothes. I don't Jesus. feel like washing. Lord, have mercy. And I told her, and she gave me a ride. She gave me, a, you know, one day she said, hey, we all ride to the store together. I got in the car. I opened the door and a half a ton of trash hit the ground. Yeah. I, I said, ma'am, I said, sir, this, your, uh, this your wife? This your girl? This, this her? So that's a liability. Man, that's, that's, that's horrible. And that is. Say something. 
Let me say something really quickly. Ladies and gentlemen, please wash your drawers. All right, let's get back to it, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) You got to wash them drawers. (laughs) So let let me get the guys in on this. So we're hearing this. I mean... I mean, what is it for you? What are those three things that a woman... Because the reason I'm asking this is because I'm going to say this, and I want to hear y'all take. Most men settle for who they marry. We never... A a lot of men never really get the one that they want. We generally try to find somebody and build her up into the wife we need her to be, right? So what what are those three things that... that, What are those three things that... You know, you don't... He's telling the untruth. He's shaking his head. No, that ain't right. That's wrong. So, 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 <laughs> I, I, and I want to hear your perspective. So, let's say you can go pay somebody to cook. You can pay somebody to clean. What are those three things that you need a wife should bring that you can't pay for? Oh, um, for me, it's respect, mm-hmm. edification, mm-hmm. and peace. Everything else I can do for myself. Uh, if I can get those three things, I've been married for fourteen years. 15 years. Salute, salute. Um, I get those three things, and that's really all I need. Uh, everything else are negotiable. Uh, it depends on where we are. It depends, you know, right, right now I'm on the travel. Um, so everything else is negotiable, like the food, the sandwich, the, well, not sex part, but, you know, like the sandwich, all that kind of stuff I can make for myself, you know. But in terms of what I really appreciate I said respect because, um, honestly, like that's something that most men crave, and I'm a typical man. I crave that. I love it. I feel good when I get respect from my wife. The second part, edification, which is words. Some people call it words of affirmation. Uh, when she speaks life to me, just in the form of thank you, babe, that goes a long way in my brain. Absolutely. Then the third one, which is uh, peace. Uh, it's more so a tone, you know, around us, basically. It's not really anything. It doesn't cost out anything. It's just maintaining peace. Also, in terms of how she how she addresses me, you know. Um, you know, ladies have things going on, and uh, we don't always see their way. Uh, the fact that she's able to understand that how we interpret things are different, and she makes sure that she brings peace along with whatever the concerns are, goes a long way it wasn't always like that it's, uh, it was a walk um, it was work that we had to do to get to that space those are the three things excellent. it cost us nothing excellent love that hey, yeah I want to stop on that part peace is such a big thing yeah. like as you get when you're in your 20s is you look at peace differently than when you were in your 35 40 50 years old peace is a man's currency to become his best and a man who is at peace is a man who can be productive so i don't want to discount that point that is such a big piece excellent excellent point black man what about you sir three things that do not cost money my lord respect um but the last two is just a just a repeat peace peace It, it it because we can't we can't we can't go back to the fact that we're doing things differently. Uh, where, um, what's the thing? What's the Bible say about in Proverbs? It is better for a man to sleep on the rooftop of his house than in the house with a quarrelsome woman. Yeah. It, we we have to. It, it is so much to be at work and you looking at your supervisor, you looking at somebody at your job or somebody on the outside of your job, and you're like, oh my God, the pe- person blowing at you in traffic, and you, they throwing a the middle finger at you. You get to the house and be like, 
Woo, let me walk in here. When as soon as you walk in, why are you here five minutes late? What you doing? You, you don't want to walk into that. You want to walk into, hey, baby, how you want to walk into your nurse. You want to walk into your hospital and that nurse starts to, be, to begin to take care of you as mm. soon as your feet come across that threshold. She's just loving on you and, and, and asking you about your day. She just brings so much peace because like, like Talk Hill just said, she preaching in the comments, peace is a man's currency. I almost shouted right there, Talk Hill, but I'm not going to do it because I'm on this platform. I almost took a shout. I almost ran <laughs> that way. But yeah, that's a beautiful, yeah, I mean, peace, peace. I got to ask a question. I got to ask a question. Right, we're about to, it's about to get, it's about to get there. So, so, but before we do this, Chanel, I got a question for you. What are three okay. things that a wife should bring to a marriage that does not cost money? Love. Peace. And I will say accountability. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I agree. Oh, we're about to go here, y'all. All right. We in an, I done, I done, done my dignified conversation. It's Uh-oh. time to have this real conversation now. Uh-oh. I do, 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 do women understand the value of sex and marriage? And the reason I'm asking is because we have a lot of marriages where after some time, uh, sex is off the table. Whether it's work, things that are involved, whether, whether uh, we just don't make time for it. And men find themselves having to having to beg for it, having to bargain for it. And I don't think that women and wives understand how low a man feels when he has to beg for sex and when he's the only one who initiates it. I want to get that lady's perspective on that. How do you feel about what I just said? Baby, you don't want my perspective because you know I'm all that in the bag of chips with man. So (laughs) I pass that to the other ladies. Yeah, but but so so but I want you to speak to it because I don't think a lot of why for most men we have either dealt with or have heard somebody else who's dealt with it where we're not getting it enough or we have to beg and we're trying to be faithful and we're trying to be good and we're trying not to cheat. But as soon as if if she's not tough, if she's upset, if she doesn't get her way, sex be is a bargaining chip. It is not something that we perform in the beauty and sanctity of marriage is a bargaining chip or it's a punishment tool. So what do you say to ladies who treat sex that way? Look, I say this. A lot of times when people get into relationships, it's just like that Eddie Murphy movie, uh, Coming to America. I like what you like. You like what I like. Everybody lying, especially women. I'm sorry, ladies. I'm sorry we do. We're doing a whole lot of laugh fronting. And and you're the biggest freak in the world and all this other good stuff. Once he done married you, and you done got what you got. Now you ain't got time for that man. And oh, I don't do that no more. I'm tired. I'm busy with these kids. I've been up and doing this and that. Come on, stop. Stop. In the chat, can, can everybody type stop? Come on, that's a whole word right there. Come on, type stop for me. Come on, church. <laughs> My, no, because this is, this is such a big thing, right? And I, I don't, I typically try to stay away from topics like this, but my, this platform is to help. And sometimes you got to say what's hard so that people can get helped. Yeah. Sex is a way where a man can be vulnerable, he can be himself, and we find love in the intimacy of sex. There were some times where we're not just trying to bang. Now we are. But there were sometimes we find closeness from that. It means something to us. And when we working hard and we're we're striving to pull our family forward, and then we gotta beg for it. And don't don't and watch how worse it gets. 
We see you dress up for work. We see you dress up for church. We see you dress up to go out with your girlfriends. We see you dress up to go to birthday parties, looking sharp. And we'll never see you with your head down for us. We'll never see you do nothing sexy for us. You don't put on, you ain't even got no lingerie. You got all church clothes and no lingerie, right? We feel some <laughs> kind of way about that. Yeah, yeah, and come let's, let's be another, let's take it to another level. When I think about the stuff you did in your past and you was a freak in your past and now I done married you and I done made a commitment to you. Hey! I paid for I'm I'm paying and providing for you. They got it without any responsibility. I feel some kind of way about this. So Come ladies, on. I want to get your perspective on. Oh, well, you I, just I, said a key word. You just said you Hold on, y'all. I got to give myself an honorable mention, sir. You, about, you <laughs> hey, ladies and gentlemen, the man that just dropped the bomb on you. Go ahead and tip your glasses for the for the crowd, sir. Well, hold on, let me tip the glasses. Hold on, y'all. Hold on a second. Tip the, tip, the glass, tip the glasses for him. Adjust the tie. Adjust the tie. Adjust the tie. There we go, Doc. <laughs> so, ladies, tell me what y'all think about this. Because well, a lot of times, <laughs> a lot of times, these women want to be paid like they some hook in the street with their oh, husband. No. You got to buy me something. You got to give me this, or you got to give me that. And it's sad, but it's true. My Lord. So I'm going to say this. So me and my husband, my husband and I have been married for 22 years. And um, and I will have to say that for us, it was it was rough in the beginning because I had a lot of emotional damage and baggage from things that happened to me in my past that I had not worked through. And it caused a lot of problems in our marriage in the beginning sexually. Then when I finally worked through those situations, then I began having medical issues that I didn't know about. So sometimes the lack of sex or the woman not wanting to have sex isn't always because she doesn't want to be with you. Sometimes it has to do with things emotionally and physically with her. Like for me, sex was hurting me. I didn't know sex is supposed to hurt. You know, it was sure. the absolutely. So I was so when I was having pain in sex, I'm like, well, so I'm not feeling good. So that becomes a trigger. I'm like, no, nah, fam, I'm not trying to do that because I'm hurting. And then when you find out what's going on, you get it fixed. Then okay, then things start going better, and then it goes well. You know, then you have other things that happen. So sometimes we have to make sure that if we're having excuses, that we're finding out if these excuses are Valid. legit. Mm -hmm. or are they just excuses exactly. you know yeah so we have to make sure that we're not just saying well 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 she don't like me and she don't want me because men sometimes do women like that too you know on the flip side there are some men who withhold from their wives and you know like you know no we're okay, not i'm about to get real with you i'm about to get real with you <laughs> if a man is with all right y'all now this is the sir hell right you must be whack some real stuff yeah <laughs> there's two reasons you must be whack. You whack or you, you whack. stink yeah whack or you stink if a man i want y'all to hear me carefully if a man listen most men will will get if and if you are whack and that means you just land there you don't move you don't you don't participate you're not energetic you look yeah. like you lifeless or you stink down there because your hygiene is off that's when we'll say no right and throwing the falling asleep while you're throwing it back just I mean you I mean but I'm just <laughs> I'm being funny fellas, fellas, fellas am I lying 
No, you're not. Absolutely no. not. You must Absolutely be whack. Not. If a dude yeah. rolling over saying, "Oh, I'm you know, baby, my back hurt," you know, I'm tired. You know, he, you're whack. You're not doing anything that satisfies. If his... it's whack, I can't hear it from the back. I mean, that's all we saying. If and, it's and, whack, and most most wives do that. They they just lie down there and do nothing. <laughs> yep, looking like looking like crash test dummies. <laughs> Yeah. I can't. Oh I can't this is Sir Hill. This is Sir Hill Network. Yo, we can just keep it real on here, right? Because right, this happens off. This happens all too often. And I love what you said, Doctor Gaffney, because what you're saying is you did something. Is you 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 went and figured out what the issue was and you corrected it. So that's not what we're talking about. We're saying women, right? Men gotta go. We gotta play a play a game to figure out what's wrong with you. Why you're not talking? Is why you're not feeling it. We're saying men have to figure out because our women don't communicate that, and we're left in the dark wondering what's going on this happens all too often and sex is a big part of a marriage it really is and a lot of us we're not getting it enough let me just be real with you a lot of men are not getting enough sex nope we just ain't getting it enough you know and it helps with you know that 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 that, that saying no oh, i got a headache you know it really does help with headaches it helps you to you know it releases those endorphins that were really released the pain hold on. So you're not you, you, giving us medical facts now. yeah Go come ahead. on now come on come on Ladies so and gentlemen, you know, don't say I got a headache. We're going to get a hit and it'll help you feel better. It also help your emotions when you're mad. You know, I'm just saying, you know, it, it, it Let just me tell you something. Let me give you all a real story. So it, it sex has such a positive effect. Um, there was one uh, night me and my wife, we had relations and her credit score got boosted. I'm just giving you all facts, right? You know what? Saying that if you're married, <laughs> you're doing it right. Oh, <laughs> just like that. Boosted. Just like that. Look. <laughs> <laughs> boy, your DM's gonna be lighting up tonight. Turn your phone off tonight. Boy, you boosting credit scores. Oh my God! <laughs> listen, the gas prices dropped around where we were. Our taxes got lower. Yeah. I mean, listen, I'm just saying there are benefits when you. Yeah, Y'all, just don't, don't listen. Don't, don't take me seriously. So, Cav, I mean, Cav, Chanel, uh, Man of Prestige, is what I'm saying wrong? Uh, I can't relate. So. I don't have those issues. I'm not not in the mood. I'm not turning down. I'm not getting turned down. So I don't have those issues. So so what do you say to women who because I, I either either you 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 everybody knows a woman who's done this before. What do you say to them? Like girl, you're gonna lose your man? Because if because this is what I see. Let me just be real. I, I don't advocate cheating. I don't advocate cheating. But if uh, if a, if you're not giving it to a man. And he has to beg for it, Survival. or it's a birthday present, or it's a Christmas present. <laughs> what is he supposed to do? Pressure bushing, bushing. Pressure bus pipes, because you know what? That old ugly girl at your job, that your yes. ugly coworker, yes, she gonna start looking like Halle Berry. Come on, yep. somebody. The girl, the, the, the cashier at Kroger's gonna start looking like, um, you know, I ain't gonna say Megan Good because she ain't no good place right now. You know what? You know, and she start looking good to you. Then every day you going in the local store, she like, hey. And them haze turn into hmm hmm. Now you know now, because black man, that let's let them know the other side of that. Now once you do that thing, she's gonna go out to looking like scary berry. So just uh -huh, yep, right. bear when you want like and scary bear when you want absolutely. Moose? So just be careful yeah. about that. But, <laughs> so, but that's a, that's a very real thing. Right. And some of them you don't want to pour no water on them because some of them gremlins, they'll multiply. Oh, you got shit. you know what? You know, <laughs> You should be in timeout for what you just said, Black Panther <laughs> Gremlins. Well, he wouldn't care. He wouldn't care anyway because he done got his knee met, so he uh -huh. don't care what she turned back yeah. into. Uh -huh. 
Yeah, oh, listen, <laughs> sex is important. And I want this to be echoed when we talk about this in our church. And I don't mean being disgusted. I mean, in the confines of your marriage, you got, that's a time for y'all to become close. That's and what I hate to see is we didn't gave our bodies away before marriage. And then when we get into our marriage, now we're conservative. Now, again, if there's a medical issue, then you've got you, you yeah. to discuss that. Yes, you got to find has. ways to, mm -hmm. to address that. That comes with the marriage. But if right. you guys are both normally healthy, functioning people, y'all need to be smashing. You need to be smashing. You need to be smashing on the regular. And if it, if if you don't, if it's boring, go get a hotel. If it's Yay. boring, find a new place to do it in. Go on a vacation, but keep it spicy because sex is an important. Y'all, can I get an amen right there, y'all? Check. Amen. Check. Can I get an amen? Amen. amen. Okay, <laughs> I, so fellas, y'all talk I, to me on, on this. Yeah, can I say something real quick? So my my thing with this, like I may be speaking a little bit from a professional level. Um, I, I don't I think a person who doesn't want to have sex with you I think there's something to that right um, like I don't think a woman who wants to have sex with you will withhold sex from you let's start with that right because if she's like I don't like the idea of withholding sex right that's how we see it as men but when we start to think deeper right why would somebody who wants to have sex with me be withholding sex from me uh, doesn't that mean they're punishing themselves as well right so it's something deeper right i think we could start from i know we like to hold the women accountable right we could start from there right value right does she see value in why you should keep intimacy in the marriage on a regular on the consistent if she doesn't see that it's a hard thing like like people are raised in all kind of different weird ways that they never talked about this kind of stuff right so they get into that awkward space if you notice something when you talk about sex, it gets watered down. You don't want to do it no more, right? There's attraction involved in this equation, right? Oh, let's talk about it. Then you don't want to do it no more, right? Because now you're not in the mood anymore. One person, at least one person is no longer in the mood anymore, right? Now, on the flip side of things, maybe you're in that space with you and your, and your spouse, and you talk about it, right? And you can talk about it and still get to business, right? Now, a man, right? When a man is stressed out, what he wants to do is have sex. When a woman is stressed out, that's precisely the last thing on our list, right? A typical woman, right? So there is mismatch there, and this is a place where people get to and they start to question compatibility. But actually, this is equal across board, right? So my question, it's a question now, right? A person who doesn't want to have sex with you, they're withholding sex from you. Should we be addressing why they don't, they're withholding sex? Or what is wrong with them that they don't want to have sex? What is going on with attraction there? How do you build attraction? How do you rekindle attraction? Because again, anything that's readily available gets taken for granted. Especially when you start to talk about hormones. You know, from a woman's standpoint, right? You start to talk about things like that. There's a lot that goes on. There's a lot of winding up that needs to happen before a woman can just lay down there and still do nothing <laughs> right i gotta, i want to add to that i'm sorry yes please go I ahead just think, please. i was just thinking that um right from a woman's standpoint the men could be selfish lovers they can get theirs and that's it don't care about their woman uh getting theirs you know all type of it's it's a, a lot of different reasons and not just because like you said if she's interested in having sex with you you will get the sex but it could be over time, you not maybe not lasting as long. So she's not able to be satisfied. So if she just gonna satisfy you, 
you know, that's the reason not to always want to be in the mood. That's a there's, there's, there's so yeah, there's so many things out there though. Uh, Chanel, I mean, we're living in a world right now where you can let me preach real quick here. There's 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 <laughs> things out here if you ain't getting what you need. You can go buy some things to spice that thing up. If he ain't lasting as long as he used to last, he's got a little bit older, and that thing has got a little bit softer and won't get up as like it used to, that then you got things that you can go out there and do. I mean, you got the blue pill, the red pill, the gorilla pill, the Jesus this and that. Pink you can, yeah, the pink pill. I mean, you can go and find things <laughs> to spice that thing up. Don't the go energy, that diet. Energizing, Bonnie. Yeah. You've got, you've got good diet. you got good exercise. you got mm-hmm. eating healthy. Yeah. yeah, all those yeah, things those make a difference. But I'm just because sometimes the rod of sometimes the rod of life goes through something when you get fifty and sixty. And let me, let me let me just say something real as well. As as men get older and we busy, sometimes a lot of ladies y'all be wanting a whole lot of energy. And if unless you're participating, it'd be rough on a whole lot of guys out here. It'd be rough on a lot of guys out here. So make sure if 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 you want your part to be satisfied, I'm just saying be a participant as well. Because there's a yeah. whole lot of ladies who be, all right, we're yes. about to go there, y'all. Absolutely. I don't want you clutching Absolutely. your pearls. I'm about to go there. So it's, it'd be a whole lot of ladies out here who she, you got you to make sure you give her hair for 35 minutes and you got to crick in your neck. And then I got to come on and do your missionary so side and then turn you on the side, hit you from the back and pull your hair and choke you out. Sometimes we get tired. And so you got to make sure you participate as well. So we got the stamina and energy because as we get older and we work longer, we just ain't got the time like that. All right, I'm done. Did you see that comment with a uh, black man over there? I I, listen, no I'm grass. not posting that. I, black man is banned <laughs> from this panel for two weeks. <laughs> That's why I went off, off a camera. I was trying to be professional, but I was laughing in the background. I won't mow the grass. But you know what? A lot of ladies do that in the, in the, on the flip side. <laughs> yeah. I can't. Right. It's, it's hilarious, bro. It is funny, man, because I just put you another one up there, sir. Hell, if you need to read it. Um, um it, it's 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 bad out here, man. Jesus. Um, because you you know, I think sex is being used as a weapon. I think that you know, if you don't do what I say or do what I, you know, and me, but women don't understand that we talked about this on the other platform the other night. Women don't understand that all the songs in the nineties, they have no relevance today. You know, remember back in the day, never going to get it, never going to get it, never going to try that now. Try that now. <laughs> try never going to get it now and see what happens. You, you, he, your neighbor, that right now, women are very vindictive. Some women, some, not all, some women are very vindictive and they're waiting on you to fail in your marriage because I'm telling you, I, I remember my brother because his wife don't give him none, but on his birthday. But I remember Jesus. we went oh. somewhere. And a lady, a real nice, beautiful. When she walked up, I said, "Lord, bless the cover her right now, and Lord, and move or rebuke her." Because she walked up, and my brother was sitting there looking all handsome. And she said, "I can tell that you don't have sex a lot." My brother said, "What are you talking about?" She said, "I can just tell that you just don't, you don't, you don't, you don't relieve really no stress." And she said, "And I, she said, if I can tell that, what all these other women in here think about you?" I said, "Ooh!" I said, "Somebody go talk." I said, "Somebody go talk to his wife." Somebody go talk to his wife. Because she thinks that sex is supposed to be uh, something that happens um, on Christmas, on birthdays, Day. Easter, yeah. uh, bar mitzvahs, after wakes, funerals. I, I mean, she all, everything has to be an occasion for her to get sick. It, it is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. No, so- so here's my ask for the ladies on here. And uh, Cap, I want to get your response because Kevin ain't said anything in a little bit. Ladies, sure. here's my ask of you. With, with with young couples and young marriage, 
we got to promote when you get married that that's not a uh, a negotiable unless there's something absolutely wrong. But the, but that's a healthy part of a marriage, just like going on dates is right, just like eating correct. Like that's got to be a part. We've got to start preaching that because sex can't keep on being a bargaining tool. It can't yes. keep on. It is an absolute necessity. So yes. And even on, on the on the on the flip side of it, right? Just yeah. to the ladies, right? Uh, that you can't you can't disengage from your power. You know, when you when you use this as a weapon, you're disengaging from your power, precisely, because when men when men have some on a regular, right, on a regular, at least he knows that you're thinking about him and you understand from his standpoint. That is your power. From where I'm from, we call that mumu button. That means you can press that button anytime you want and get what you want. But when you disengage from that because you're not in the mood, because you're caught up in the feelings, I get the feelings are real. That's why I mentioned earlier, attraction. I get it. But again, you want to be intentional about this when we're talking about marriage. Absolutely. Kevo, what you got on this? Uh, man, um, women need to understand that sex for men is a necessary thing. And, um, of, of course there's an exception to every rule on, on average, more men want more sex than women. Of course, there are some women that like to have it as much, if not more than men, but on average, men think about it more. And so with the whole concept of marriage and everything that we have going on, if a man, when a man gets married, typically he gets less sex. He has less money. He has less time. He has less of everything. And that's not fair to him. Why is he, why is he putting away everything that's good for him to get one? And then she decreases the sex that, that makes absolutely no sense, and that happens a lot. And um, I don't want to get personal, so uh, that's what I got to say about that. So, so let me let me speak to let me speak to everybody who's on here, and this is a real serious thing, y'all. So, sex is an important thing. A lot of times, we are not taught the value of it, right? Because we think that sex is only for good times. Sex can do a lot of different things. Not only does it help to relieve stress, bring you guys closer together, it's good for the body, it's good for the blood system. We have to start treating sex like the intimate thing that that's only between you and I. It's only between you and your spouse. It is a special moment to bring you guys closer together. So if you're watching this and you're married and you guys haven't done done this, done the do, I want you to start making time and make that a priority. Throw it on them. Man, get throw it on her. And y'all find a way to bring it, bring things closer together. Good sex and communication are the components that can help fix even a marriage when you guys are on two separate sides of, of the bridge. All right, so I want to give you that word. Let's go to the next thing. Does any? But before we move on, does anybody else have anything on this? Yeah, yeah. I was, I was wondering, is there anything us fellas can do to help the ladies when we're actually in this situation, right? Is there anything from your standpoint, Sar Hill, black man, and K Nate, that gentlemen can do to help the ladies? Because again, clearly, if this was easy, everyone would be doing it, right? Yeah, so I'll give you a couple things. So the first, the first thing that I'll say is make sure. Oh, ladies, make I need to cover your ears, but if tell, stop me if I'm wrong. Uh, 
Uh, okay, me and Kevin talked about this some um, some years ago at the barbershop about a lot of men don't know how to bring women to climax. A lot just don't know. Like we just stick it in and we think that that's what it does. You've got to find a way to warm that thing up. You got to find a way to make sure that you get that thing revved up. Like making sure that you take the time to understand her hot spots. Making sure you take the time to see what turns her on. Like, listen, I'm just gonna be real with you guys. Like, given. All right, making sure you give her a head, making sure that you making sure that you give her that that oral pleasure, that can help. That helps a whole lot if you're doing it right. So make mm -hmm. sure you're doing that. The second thing is foreplay has to start at the beginning of the day. And foreplay ain't just about you saying sexual stuff. That foreplay can be concern, attention, checking in on her, making sure she's good being there it could also be you being on your ground because a lot of women women love to see a man with ambition who's chasing something who's going after something so foreplay starts early make sure that you're giving that woman, that woman some some of that oral pleasure and make sure that you're giving her that love and that security those three things that's how you help a woman i want to chime in on that on that oral thing um get right ladies don't get right if you know wash wash why right. odors and yeah yeah it, 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 it you gotta get right because oh come on uh, doc some, <laughs> some <laughs> men may not do that because they may have had a, a a situation in their in their past where it wasn't right and they said i ain't never doing that again and and it's messed it up for so what you need, you need to do is get right and stay right don't just wait before it go down to get right. Hey, be one of them ones that I, I take three, four showers a day. Just just be always be ready. Have that thing cocked and loaded and ready to go at all times. Because it's not always good if you just if you only get it right at 10 30 at night. Sometimes it needs to be right at 1 30 in the afternoon. You need to keep that thing right. Let me say let me, can we get let a me, phrase me, right, right there. Can uh, we get a phrase break right there? Before we do that, let me say something. Before we do that symptom, the reason why this is so important is because, ladies, I want to give you guys a medical a medical fact. If you don't wash it, you can give a mesothelioma. And there's a lot of men who are struggling with meth mesothelioma now because it hasn't been washed. Uh, Sir Hill, get... <laughs> Sir, Sir Hill, Sir Hill, Sir Hill, Sir Hill. Ooh. You, you, you got to correct that, but you got to put listen, a disclaimer you can't, you can't do nothing yet. I'm, I'm trying to be a poet here. You can't do nothing yet if that thing's smelling like skunk sweat. You can't do nothing yet if that thing smells like skunk sweat. You get down there and be like, ooh, girl, and, I'm not and, and fellas, we got to be right, too. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that. yeah. But, but we got to be right, too. But it, it's a whole nother ball game with the ladies. It, it's a whole nother. Yeah, because as soon as, that, soon, as that, soon as that bridge opens... I mean, as soon as it come out, it's like either it's gonna either it's gonna invite you in with a rosary garden. You gonna walk go into the garden of Eden, or it's gonna burp in your face. So look, it's, it's either the Garden of Eden or the Garden of Gethsemane. Some, yeah, there some you go. That's living and something that's so. But here, but here's the thing. Let me, let me give us a real point though. A lot of ladies really did not learn a good grooming and hygiene. In all seriousness, a lot of young girls are not being taught how to clean themselves, how to wear the right underwear, how to like now. This is this is just some real stuff, and they don't know what they're doing. So even even just cleaning it, even your diet, drinking water, making sure you're not stressing, all those things factor in to the health uh, to the health of your your lady parts down there as well. So while we're laughing, I don't want anybody to feel bad. 
but you got to take care of that because your stress level, what you eat, not getting in the water, all that stress, all that affects down there as well. And if there is something, I want you to go get some help. All right. Well, and, and, first of all, that is all what y'all said is true. And women have to realize they can't just put no perfume down there. That's disgusting. Because uh, a, a lot of women do that. Men, men, you know, I talk real candid with men, so they tell me what what women are doing. And what you eat does come out your body. My Lord. And some women just don't believe that. Some women don't believe in soap. Some women don't believe in shaving or grooming themselves or whatever. It's disgusting. I agree with the men. But just like they want them, them women right, the men got to be right. Them little pee got to be circumcised. And if you ain't circumcised, you got to pull that skin back. I'm, oh, I'm sorry. I'm done. Say Auntie. You got an honorable uh... mention. Man, you might as well have finished. So, so no, th th this is just real stuff, guys. We can't be smelling like, uh, like, 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 uh, like a uh, fried bologna right, sandwiches. Right, right. We got to right. take and care of that. And then want somebody to give you right. some fellatio? Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, because yeah, the thing is this. <laughs> the thing is this. If you don't want her to get sick, you got to clean that. Dick. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Absolutely. <laughs> First of so, all, you ain't you ain't gonna choke me out with your skin. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. So, so guys, listen. I know this is graphic. <laughs> so guys, I know this. Is, I, I know this is graphic. But this is wait a minute. Wait a minute. I just, I just, I gotta say this. My husband just said, "Oh wow." Oh wow. You can't be dealing with them Earl Campbells. You gotta get it together. <laughs> listen, so real quick. So question, real quick. If sure. if a, if you have a spouse who is going through this, you how do you? What's the best way to communicate this? Go, going spouse? through what? Uh, you know the smell, melafiona, whatever, all this kind of stuff. Now, communication. That's a really good question. Yeah. Communication. What's the best? But, but before we say that though, best the reason this is such that. a good question. Mm -hmm. There are men who do communicate this, and if she gets upset and she's not mature, she definitely gonna leave, gonna give you no sex, and then that was an argument. So it's well, a really, that, so I'm gonna give this to the ladies. Well, now it's the way you bring it to her too. Now you can't just come falling in on it, like you know. Sometimes you got to stroke that woman because she is just just like some of the men say they have not been taught. They don't know. I know women right now today ain't never had none of that happen to them and think that's the grossest thing in the world, and that's why they single. I'm sorry, you. That's true. Uh huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so. If they don't know, they don't know. And if you come into it like, you know, hey, you know, ooh, wow, mm. <laughs> you know, she gonna pull back. She gonna, you know, I don't know. It's just, yeah. I don't know. Flight. I, I'm, I'm straightforward. I would just say, look, look, you need to clean that thing up, okay? Just Absolutely. that simple. Okay. So, so ladies, I want I want you guys because straightforward doesn't always work. I'm telling you, it doesn't always work. Like so, I think I think it's two things that have to happen. She's got to be willing to hear. She's got to be willing to hear. She's got to be willing because I don't care how you said. If she's not willing to hear, she's gonna make a problem out of the truth. That's true. Mm -hmm. Oh, oh, you know, let me, let me tell you exactly what she's gonna say. Oh, so I'm gonna tell. You, oh, so uh, oh, so my cast thing. But you want to have sex? Oh, you better get by my face! You, yeah. Like you said, she'll turn the truth into something, right? She'll turn it into this. It. At the end of the day, like you know, you have to be. You, sometimes you have to be blunt with some people. Sometimes you can sit down and casually have a conversation. 
but sometimes you have to be blunt. Hey, listen, that thing is on fire, and you need right. to put, you need to put it out. Right. And it's just like with That's the right. men. It's just like with the men. That thing is on fire. You walking past me, and, and I, you know, and I'm. It's like I'm I'm walking past a gym. Right. Yep. Yeah, and you gotta you gotta clean that you gotta clean that pack you gotta clean that rod of life and you gotta clean the garden of Eden. God, that is true. Like, let me tell you something serious. So I stopped eating rare meat because of that, uh, because I realized there's certain things for my body I can't process right. I'll be spending like a Woody's double stack with extra onions on it. Damn. Right? Damn. Right. Listen, let me tell you something. I'm gonna do a whole video on grooming. Like I know it sounds crazy, but there's a lot of people who, if you come past me now, I'm gonna always smell good. But because it's not cologne, it's what I eat and how you take care of yourself. And a lot of guys, we're eating stuff that's not good for us. And yeah. we don't even know that we're odorous that way because of what we're eating. Now, this is not every guy. But I'm saying we've got to be cognizant of the foods we can eat, the lotions and the soaps we use, because all that stuff makes a difference. Right? Let's just be honest with each other. A lot of us have not been taught. We have gotten grown really quickly. And we just started doing grown people stuff and nobody ever how how does a kid know to to wash themselves and how did how did do they know that certain things are only learned if you teach it? If no one ever says anything, you never knew. And there are there are a lot of nasty dudes out here that go dead in on something that ain't right. It sure is, Kevin. I agree. Well, half the female thinking that she just fine. And, mm. and well, he didn't say nothing about it. Why is you saying somebody you picky or you some? Nah, it, it's sometimes it's thirsty people on the other side of the game that mess it up for everybody. Yeah, you know, there's some dudes that get down there. She opened up, and he'll say, "Woo," and they like it. But but that's fine. I, you know? I have some some women that tell me they they like the the must smell. Like not on me personally, but they say they 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 like that that kind of. I'm like, what? Hold on, I got something. Hold on, Captain. One second. If this is you, you need help. Let's get back, y'all. <laughs> hey, you know what though? He's not. He's not. He's not wrong. I've heard women say that too. And my man come home, I ain't got time for him to get it. I've heard this in groups of people. The female say, when he come home from work or come over, I ain't got time for that. If I want to, yeah. you know, give him some air, I'm just going to give it to him when he come through the door. And I'm like, oh, okay. That's but, the caveman love. That ain't no thug love, unfiltered. <laughs> that's that caveman love. I think hey, that Brianna, is that you? What they're used yeah, to. that's me. I just, my room is dark, so it's no point in me turning on the camera. You can't see anything. Oh, okay, gotcha. Well, welcome, Brianna. How are you? I'm good. Up, Can y'all hear me? Yeah, what's up, Brianna? Yeah. Hi, Brianna. Okay. I, I just wanted to comment on before, I think uh, Man of Prestige was asking, talking more about the emotional aspects of like why that may happen. And I, earlier in the comments, I think I was, I wanted to comment on it because um, I'm married. I have three girls and my youngest is three. And um, I also was a nurse uh, and I worked in labor and delivery. And one of the the OBs that I worked with, she, her passion was like sexual health after childbirth for like women. Mm, and she excellent. talked about, she talked about, um, because you know, we, it was an environment where we were mostly women. There was like one male nurse who worked the floor. But so we would just like talk like casually, you know, sometimes at 4 a.m. when, you know, no, nothing was going on. And she talked about how she sometimes has to tell her patients, like, you know, you have a baby, 
um, they you release oxytocin when you snuggle with your baby and you breastfeed your baby. So be aware of the fact that like even beyond breastfeeding, like I have a three year old, she's really snuggly. I literally have to be aware that that releases oxytocin, which is what sex with my husband releases. Um, so a lot of times she's saying you're getting your feel of oxytocin from snuggling your babies. And you don't realize that that's why your desire is like dead, your sexual desire. That is, um, okay, so hold on. Oh, oh, what's that again? So, so Brianna, are you saying that if if a, a woman's releasing the oxytocin, because I think I saw a documentary and I did some studies on this as well, that she's getting, mm-hmm. she, so in other words, she's getting her oxytocin dose from her child yeah. and she's not, she, she doesn't need to rely on getting that from her husband from that closeness. Yes. Right, right. And so she, she teaches her patients and she also taught this to me because I was just like, I'm like at work, like, I, I don't know what's wrong with me. Like, I know I'm attracted to my husband, but then some days I'm like, I don't even know if I like men anymore. This was like right after I had my baby. Um, even to the point where my OB was like, you can't take uh, birth control pills because the hormones don't agree with you. You will literally be divorced like next year. So we found a plan that worked for me. So I was just saying that like a lot of it is hormones sometimes. And then beyond that, I also uh, found a therapist who specialized in um, getting your desire back as a woman, like sometimes after kids, but in marriage, like fostering desire between your spouse. It's called Mating in Captivity by Esther Peril. And she talked a lot and she helped me like unpack a lot of my, as a Christian woman, I had some issues with like, once I became a wife and mother, I had this like chaste idea, this idea of what that meant. And it was actually blocking me from um, connecting with who I was before I got married. And so a lot of times you'll see women who are like, you're like, before you got married, you were all this and this and that. And you're like, but now I'm a wife and mother. So I that means something different. And sometimes, you, like for me, it didn't even connect that that was an issue as well. So listen, that was just listen, some of the stuff I had to go through. That is such great information. Yes. Y'all, that is, that's fantastic. Thank you for sharing that because a lot of women may not even realize that that's what that is. So thank you so much for sharing that. Ladies, if you're in the chat and you're newly, uh, you've newly had children, uh, uh, Brianna, do you, do you have a YouTube channel? I don't. <laughs> I don't. Okay, because I know I know I you uh, you spend a lot of time at Black Men Unfiltered. Black Men, why don't I we do. do a collaboration or something where we talk about the, this about about this after marriage? I'm not sure if you got something. I'll yeah, be there if you do. Yes, sir, you know I'll come up with something like this. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, this always, yeah, absolutely. Let's do that yeah, for sure. Yeah, this this is fantastic information. So thank you so much for that. So guys, look, let's wrap it up. We got two. I got two more questions for y'all, and then we're gonna uh, end the show. Uh, first of all, how are we enjoying this, guys? Man, it's been a good conversation. Great. Excellent. Let me. So we know that there are reasons to leave a marriage. We know that there are certain reasons. I believe that if there is abuse, right, and I think that if you are just being reckless in your life, you gotta. That there, there are times that you should leave. But here's my question for you: We know what reasons we should leave for, but what are the reasons not to leave a marriage? That's what I want to ask y'all. In the age of irreconcilable differences, what are some reasons that you see people getting divorced that should not be a reason? It is something that we can work through. I want to hear from y'all. Black man, go ahead. Man. Who? Um, some things that 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 would make you make you stay is the foundation. I think the foundation of faith, the foundation of God, having God as the as the the overseer of your of your marriage uh and all also just going to him 
and praying with your wife or praying with your your husband or or praying or or sometimes you know you can't even pray with them but having the strength to to cover them even though they're in a position that that is you know detrimental to the marriage you know you you just have to go back to the foundation um and understand that everything is not always going to be good. And I think that's what we run into now in this particular time that we're in right now in the modern times is that everybody wants everybody to be perfect. And there's no such thing. There's no such thing as anybody being perfect. You want the perfect husband. I want to be happy. Everybody's saying, I'm not happy. I'm just, I'm just not happy anymore. But you, but God builds you through your pain. He builds you when you go through things in your marriage and you go through things with your children or whatever the situation is, that's building you to be stronger, to be able to withstand. And the next time that happens, you've already built up this immunity to it. And it's not going to be as effective as it was with you the first time. So uh, everybody learns through situations and circumstances. Excellent. So let me let me, let me give you guys a scenario. I've, I've heard I'm not happy. Mm-hmm. Is not being happy a good reason to leave a marriage? No. Um, no. So, so the How answer much? is no, but it's good enough a reason for your wife to leave you. I'll tell you that much. Uh, but mm-hmm. it shouldn't be, right? right? But the reality is that what some people consider not being happy is literally a voice in their head that they wake up to mm-hmm. every day and they can't get rid of it, right? And they feel entrapped, you know? Uh, the worst thing, see, if, if, if I'm entrapped right now, I could try to break out of here, right? I see what I'm dealing with, right? But when it's happening from here, you know, God forbid. And that's what a lot of people are going through. And that's what we talk about mental. The, mental health is a big part of this, right? So literally, some people are hearing voices in their head. They feel entrapped, especially women, and they don't feel like they can exit. And sometimes they have to pull that trigger first before they can even see what is going on, right? So it's not really as simple as to say you shouldn't stay in a marriage because you're not happy. You shouldn't, you're right. But what they're basically referencing or calling lack of happiness is usually deeper than just the surface happiness. And I think that part of the conversation is missing a lot. We just say, don't leave because you're not happy. Well, they don't even know why they're not happy. <laughs> Did you ask for the questions? Excellent point. Excellent you know? point. Yeah. No, I think that's fantastic, right? Because mm-hmm. it, I, I've heard people say, I'm not happy and leave. End up leaving. Thinking that they're going to a better situation. And end yeah. up even more depressed than they because they predicated their relationship on happiness. And that fluctuates. So, I mean, so, Dante Desiree, what are, your, what are your thoughts on that? Is not being happy a good reason to walk away from a relationship, from a marriage? No, I think I think you need to find out what 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 what's the problem. Talk to the person, talk to your mate about what's not why why you're not happy, what's not making you happy. What what am I doing? What am I not doing? Or whatever. And she don't have an answer for that. That she already planned on leaving you anyway. Period. Because she'd have found something else, and that's just an excuse. Auntie, can you say that one more time? If she don't answer those questions, she had already planned on leaving you anyway for somebody else. That's facts. That's facts. Yeah. And it Can is anybody true. dispute that? I mean, no, not at all. That's sad. You There's know. a raven cooking all night. I'm just eating. <laughs> I mean, to, to answer the question, right, there are four things that comes to mind of reasons why you should not leave your marriage. Happiness, compatibility, 
insecure. He's, he's just insecure, right? He's controlling. Those things are things that have solutions if you're willing to mm-hmm. solve the problem. You can't leave your marriage because of those four things. I hear them a lot. He's controlling. He's insecure. I'm not happy. We're not compatible. Listen, we're not compatible. Is multiple layers to that. You were compatible. You got married to this person in the first place, right? Mm-hmm. So now we're talking about some kind of temporary feelings, right? Mm-hmm. You're about to make a permanent decision based off of the temporary feelings. Um, yeah, those four things are absolutely... That's what they call irreconcilable differences. Mm-hmm. Sometimes mm-hmm. that's money too. But uh, Fantastic points. Yeah. Right. So, Kevin, what do you think about this? Is being unhappy... And then, Brianna, I want to get to you because even though I can't see your picture, I sense you got something to say on this. Kevin, what's your thought on this? Is being unhappy a good reason to leave a marriage? I'm going I'm to go against the grain a little bit and say yes. And I say okay. that in order to... That would be a mistake. But it would be a mistake for the betterment going forward. If you're unhappy, there's a reason you're unhappy. You need to solve that yourself because it is not your job to it's not your job to make somebody else happy it's not their job to make you happy sometimes we don't understand that we have to be happy for ourselves and if no one ever taught you that well yes being unhappy is a reason to leave because you need to go get your sorry unhappy ass together so that you can be happy within yourself and then move forward healthy in relationship. You know, but I think that goes back to what Manna Prestige said. Absolutely. That yeah. our mental health is such a big thing. It is something absolutely deeper than that. So absolutely fantastic point. I think the overall gist of what we're saying up until this point is that we got to figure out, we can't project our unhappiness on the person. We got to go deeper to feel, to understand what's in us that's making us unhappy. So beautiful point. Thank you for that, Kev. Brianna, what you have? And then Chanel, I, I see you waiting patiently. I, you're about to fry all of us. I see it. Brianna, what's your thought on this? Um, So I've had therapy over the years and I know myself, I go in and out of moves a lot. So even in the course of my own marriage, I've gone through periods where I'm not, I'm like, oh, I'm not happy. I mean, before my husband even comes like, what's wrong with you? But you don't seem happy do you want to talk about it and I literally up until that point like of course I'm happy while I'm like crying you know because the kids are crying so but sometimes I just didn't realize I wasn't happy but he he knows and I understand that it's it's usually something within myself so for me I, I just try to remember two things that it's not his job to make me happy and typically if I think it's him that's making me unhappy Typically, my husband, I don't know if this is everybody, but he he reflects some things that I don't like back at me. So sometimes when I get hyper-focused on something he's really doing that's annoying me, he's been the same man for like 13 years generally. So that's usually a warning sign to me that it's really something I'm struggling with within myself that I need to like do a little bit of digging and figure out what it is. And typically, I mean, knowing that has helped a lot, where even if I have these passing moments of, oh, I'm not happy, is it him? It's like, I I kind of already know that it's usually not. And he's a patient and pretty steady person. So that's why I married him. So that makes it a lot easier as well. That's a fantastic point as well. Chanel, what you got on this? So, sorry, she she pointed out the patient's part and the husband's part, right? 
to help out through that, right? I just wanted to highlight that. Go ahead. Excellent. Um, I was just going to actually ask a question because I'm married. But how long do you stay in this marriage? If those things, if you talk to your spouse and you try to work things out with your spouse and you don't see any improvement, how long do you stay? Fantastic. You know what? I'm going to pump this over to um, Auntie Desiree, then I'm going to hear Black Men Unfiltered. Auntie Desiree, so, yeah, so we, yeah, we, done talked, we done talked it through, we done, you know, we done hashed it out, we done tried to do everything, and how long do you stick in it? If, if you felt like you've done all that you can to work on it, how long do you wait until you leave? You don't wait long. For me, I ain't got that kind of time. So, you know, we talked about it, and we filtered through it, and there's no resolution. All right, well, I got to put up the deuces. There you go. That's what I'm, I'm not going to waste nobody's time. You know what I mean? I'm not, I ain't, I ain't begging for no, come on, let's go to counseling. Let's go to the pastor. Let's go. I'm not, look, look. I'm too old for this. Okay, because that's what I was waiting on. I'm trying to see how long Wait, so, so let's, let's, let's address that, though. And <laughs> Desiree says she doesn't have time. So does it depend on what, what phase of life you're in, what stage you're in in, term, in terms of your career? Does it depend? Because we're saying that marriage requires some long suffering, right? Mm. So, so let me give you a scenario. Let's say I just get married at 25 years old and we're not happy. And then let's say I, I'm married at 55 and I'm not happy. Does the, does the, does the advice change then? I'm on the 55 side. That's why I ain't got time. That makes sense. That's perfect. So I think that's a good point, y'all. If you're, if you're young in marriage, you don't get 10-year results early. You have to work through some things, particularly if you guys are not coming from a background where you've seen successful marriage. It's going to take you a little bit longer. So now if you're older, then we're assuming that that you've done the work, you've learned some life experiences, and you have your head on right. So I wanted to bring that point out because there may be somebody who's young and married who's like, you know what, I'm not happy at 25. Well, you gotta, you gotta, you're gonna have to grow through some things before you get that right. Right. But if you're 55, then the the, the advice changes just a little bit. So fantastic question, Chanel, mm -hmm. and thank you, Auntie Desiree. Black man, what you got on that? Um, on the question for that Chanel just asked. Yes. Um, the, I I agree. Uh, I agree with what you just said, um, Sir Hill. I think sometimes you have to grow through things. Um, even if we look at it biblically, if you go to 1 Corinthians 13 and 4 through 7, it talks about love is long suffering, right? And so um, you can't expect someone to be where you want them to be. If you go to someone and say, hey, listen, I need you to do this. It takes a long time. It takes 30 days to break a habit, right? Um, but if you go to someone and say, you need to do this, people learn things over time. And the and people have to unlearn it. So it, it may take some time for them to unlearn what it is that you have a concern about. And I think that what we're missing is what we talked about earlier about relationships. What we what we're missing in today's relationships is patience. We're missing the that that, that P word patience. We're not being patient with our spouses. We're saying, listen. I'm black man. Say that one more time for me. <laughs> I want. I want what I want now. If 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 I don't see a change, I, this is what I want you to do. If I don't see a change in ninety days, I'm out. I'm filing for divorce. I don't want to be with you. Nobody is waiting. Nobody is being patient. Nobody is going to their mm -hmm. spiritual roots and to their religious roots and saying they that wait. 
We're not we're not going to the scripture. We're not going to a uh, foundation of patience. We're just leaving. And that's why in the black community, marriage is at the, the, the divorce rate in the black community is at 68 percent. That's the reason why, because nobody's patient with anybody. Everybody want out. You make a mistake. I'm out. That's it. And that's why everybody's doing this. Everybody is it's, it's all in our society. It's bunk bed relationships now. You're on top of this person this month, and the next month you're on top of the next person, and then not the next person. And then you continue to look for your happiness, and then you look up and you're 50 years old by yourself, sleeping in the bed, and the only thing between your legs is a pillow from a hotel. Let, let me let me let me let me let me push back on that a little bit. This is why it's important to get premarital counseling. Yes. Because if you don't have the right tools going in, you're gonna screw up while you're in there. So it's it's important to go through pre-medical counseling because they're going to ask you certain questions to gauge your readiness. And I think what we do is we go into a marriage and we wait until there's an explosion. We wait until there's a horrible issue. And then we go go to get some counseling. I think if we go get counseling before and we come into it prepared, I think we set ourselves up with a, for a better chance of marital success. And may I, right? Yeah, yeah. And may I ask a question, Sir Hill, if you don't mind? Please do. Um, when it came to the whole the whole sex situation, I know we was joking around a little bit, but I have a serious question that I want to ask uh, Brianna since she's here and the ladies, of course. Um, when a woman has had a uh, say promiscuous past, because Sir Hale brought this up earlier, and she's been out with a lot of men and men that weren't good for her, men that she knew weren't good for, her, men that cheated on her, she went still gave them that thing, you know, still gave them the oral sex, the the the, the all the positions in the car outside the house, you know, she's, she was this big, big freak for the men that were nothing. And then what, what do you say to the man that finds this woman and commits to her and marries her? And when he makes a mistake, she cuts that sex off. She's not as open with the sex. She's going to turn it off. She turns the faucet off. You're not getting it. I'm not, I'm going to use it as a weapon, but all the men before you, no matter what they did, you knew, People have told you, you knew that she was a big freak freak. And now she's not that for you because you made one mistake, but she was giving that thing to everybody else that made several. I mean, Sir Hale brought this up earlier. You're a big freak then. Why aren't you with why aren't you that with your husband? Um, I guess I'll answer first. Um, I think it's when you're not married and you're just sleeping with people. You well, I, I can't speak for everybody, but you have this mindset of it, you you don't have the security there. You know, it's not a permanent thing. Um, so you kind of like go in with walls up anyway. You never really have. I mean, for me, some some relationships, yes, you get to experience true intimacy. But if you're talking about just sleeping around, generally, I think most women go in that with walls up. And I think you learn. Um, at some point, sometimes it can become like a thing you just automatically do. And I think that the uh, when she's married and she's cutting her husband off, like I said, a lot of the therapy and what I things I had to dig and I did. It wasn't I think the thing the thought is it's a conscious choice that I'm going to cut him off to punish him. And yes, it may be a conscious choice that I'm going to cut myself, cut him off. But I don't think it's I don't think there's any consideration of like how he'll feel about it. I think that's just what you learn from being out in the world, sleeping with men. Like it's like, oh, if he, he don't text me back, I'm going to cut him off. Like that's just that's that's an attitude you learn 
Oops, sorry, my collar's coughing. That's an um, attitude you learn when you're out and you're sleeping around. So I think it's just a continuation of what you've already learned. So bringing, so basically, you're saying if that you bringing the old the stuff that happened with previous cats into your and your to your current relationship. Yeah, because I I think it becomes a trauma response. I don't think it's a uh, it's a trauma response. And until you unpack the trauma, because a lot of people think trauma is just, oh, you got raped or a lot of times trauma could just come from you betraying yourself. Like you said, oh, I knew he was I knew he was bad for me and I still let him sleep with me or I went back. That that's traumatic to I know for a female that's traumatic. So then you go into a trauma response because you betray yourself, you know, and so at some point it just kind of becomes like an automatic thing that you just do. So women need to forgive themselves before uh, they hop into relationships and use that that power mm-hmm. that they've given that those men that slept with them, that power. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, for me, the way I explain it is I labeled myself in three personalities and she was the, the whore personality that we hated. We voted her off the island. We didn't need her anymore. She was bad for us. But then what was brought out to me was the way I forgave myself was, well, Jesus came to you when you were that person. So you can't just delete her from your life. You have to forgive her because he forgave you because he came to you when you were that way. And so that was really the That's only the thing that actually That's allowed me to forgive myself. I, I thought I'd forgiven myself, but apparently I hadn't. So right. and, it's, yeah, it's a tough road to like actually, like, actually understand what forgiving yourself really means. Right. And, and one of the things that I remember so candidly about my, my grandmother, she was very, um, articulate but she was always so very visual because we were young growing up under her tutelage and so she drew a um a graph and she drew the lines in it and made it look like a pie and she it was something like this i don't know if you guys can see it right it was something like this you probably can't see it don't worry about it okay. see that? but anyway she drew something she would draw something like that and she would tell my sisters she would say, this is the pie that God gave you that you're supposed to feed your husband. She said, but this is how you end up giving your, when you meet your husband, this is how you end up giving him only one slice of you. She, she, and she wrote men's names and all of the slices except one. And she said, you give one slice of pie to Billy, one slice of pie to Kevin, one slice of pie to Sir Hill, one slice of pie to Ola, one slice of pie to Dwayne, one slice of pie to, to Eric. And then she said, you've given all that sweet pie away. And people didn't appreciate the pie. She said, now you've met the man that you want to marry. How many slices of pie are you giving the man that really deserved you? Right. He's, oh, only, get, he's, he's only getting one slice of you. That was really good. That's when you the slices to everybody else. That's a good analogy. So that ties back into the question. Is is that a good reason to leave a marriage? I mean, Fellas, I want you. To, I want you to answer this, and then I want to hear the ladies. If, if, if let's, because I, th- I think ladies, I think it may be unfair, but it's still real. When we know that someone who did not make a commitment to you got what we deem as something precious from you, and he didn't have to go through the stress, he didn't have to go through the commitment, he didn't have to think about retirement, didn't have to think about health care, didn't have to think about savings, didn't have to think about the home, didn't have to think about insurances, didn't have to think about children and protection. He didn't have to do none of that, and he got that special. And we're doing all of that, and it's rationed out to us. We take that personally. So I want to ask the guys first, and then the ladies: Is that a reason to walk away from a marriage? No. I, well, it all depends on your 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 strength of the marriage. Because again, it goes back to the shadow chick thing for me. 
if you were a shadow chick before we got together and anybody don't know what a shadow chick is it's the woman that lets all the men come sleep with her and the men only come see her at night but you'll never see them with her during the day and so when you have women that are like that and then they finally get married and they start to all of a sudden get this conscious when they get married and say i'm not going to give my husband something i've been giving away for years i mean that could that could be detrimental to the marriage however you know, we if we made a commitment to be in that marriage through marriage through goodness, I mean through sickness and in health and richer for poor and I mean God got that thing right with the with the vows. When if, if when you say them, it really hits you. It really hits you. Good times, bad times. He covered everything. Mm -hmm. uh, the vows cover pretty much everything. So I think you should hang in there. I think you're going to need some counseling. I think that you're going to need to sit down with a therapist and really really work that thing out mentally because it goes back to mental health. You can't walk around all day thinking, oh, every man that my wife, my wife was for the streets, every man that she speaks to, oh, my God, did he hit it? Oh, oh. you know, or you can't be walking around saying, oh, Lord, have mercy. How I many she telling me no, but I know for a fact these other dudes was getting it even when she didn't want to give it to him. You know, so when you have those things in your head, you have to go get some mental health and mental help and then take her. Then she needs to get it as well because she needs to heal from that because those soul ties are a real thing. Can it, let me let me put let me paint the picture for you and then I'm, I'm going to shut up. Imagine riding down the road. Let me tell you how significant soul ties are. You're driving down the road and you had sex with a toxic man as a woman. You had sex with a toxic man and you're driving down the road and the song comes on that was playing on the radio in the car with you riding to the hotel and it comes on the first thing that comes to your mind is that toxic man that's that soul tie being activated right or when you go to a specific restaurant or you go to a specific uh place where you where y'all had sex or pass by a place that's similar to where you guys had sex that 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 is triggered so you must go get that that taken care of too at ptsd and a lot of us as black people in our culture we're dealing with ptsd as a whole and we're not being treated for it and when we're not being treated for it we take that we get divorces not only do we ruin our marriages and our foundation we ruin our children and then our children become us because they see it and then they do it to their children and that's why we have the divorce rate up that's why kids are out of line that's why the household is out of line and that's why the man is no longer in charge i mean there's a lot of factors into that so it all starts up here and that's that's Excellent. my take. Yeah. That's a fantastic point. Yeah. So Ola, what about you? And then I want to I want to get the ladies' perspective on this. If if this is happening, and again, we're, this is saying that there are no medical issues or you know emotional issues. Mm -hmm. If 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 that has been cut off, is this is that a good reason for a man to go ahead and leave a relation, leave a marriage? So so everyone's threshold is different in terms of what they can accept or not, you know. And no matter how much we try, we don't get to judge it. We don't get to manipulate people. Like for example, forgiveness, right? You may go to people and say, oh, come on, that's enough. You should forgive now. We don't get to do that. Everyone's threshold is different, you know? And that's, I'm talking about the reality part of it. You could try, but, you know, everyone, you're just going to find out that some people are different. And something as little as this is too much for them already, right? Mm -hmm. So that's that's one aspect of it. Uh, but in, in ideally, right, we're talking to people who want to make marriage the most. They want to get the most out of it, right? Ideally, I would uh, definitely uh, lean in because on the other side of this is greatness, right? You're facing your own crisis in your own marriage. I think it's inevitable in every marriage. It's going to come to you one shape, form, or the other. Some kind of crisis is going to happen, right? So, and I think if you go through this, you're going to build strength from it, right? Uh, in addition to potentially solving whatever that emotional problem is, right? 
So if you've gotten with that person, I, I'm, I'm guessing that you got with this person because at the point that you decided to marry them, um, it wasn't an issue for you that they had all these different bodies on them, right? So if it's becoming an issue for you now, I'm forced to have you face the mirror and ask yourself, why did you accept that in the first place? You've committed to this. You've Fantastic taken question. this vow. So why did you, as a person, because I always believe that holding other people accountable has to start with yourself. Hold yourself accountable. I subscribe to this. This is not new information. If it's new information, that's a different level of problem entirely, right? But if it's not new, why you subscribe to it. What is it that you like about this person? You need to engage whatever that thing is and then build on top of it. So um, that's going to that that's gonna take a lot of time and a lot of emotional energy. And I think uh, it can be worth it. Because, listen, the, green, the grass is always seems greener on the other side, right? If you leave this marriage and you go to the next one, you're going to face a different type of crisis. And you still have to build no matter what it is. There's no avoiding this. It is what it is, right? So, yeah, that would be my, my take on that. Fantastic point. Fantastic. Auntie Desiree, what's your thoughts on this? Is that a good reason for a man to leave a relationship, to leave a marriage? I agree with what Ola just said, first of all. And, and my question is, if you know this woman had all these bodies on her, why are you even torturing yourself to be with this woman? Because most men cannot handle that. They try they they put up that tough exterior as if they can handle that. But in the long term, no, they cannot. Because they're gonna start asking you questions about the different men, and 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 then they try to compare themselves to those different men, and they just torturing you because they tortured in a man because they trying to assume what what you done did with this man you ain't doing with me or it's just it's a I I was in a relationship like that, um, not that I was with a lot of bodies, but just being you know having different partners you know growing up and that's the first thing you want to ask and, and okay i understand you want to know you know make sure you ain't you know whatever but then we get into this relationship now you want to ask me question what y'all do how you do it what what he do what did i don't you torturing yourself and then you want to torture me no no, no I'm, look, why did you deal with that. that woman and you know this is her past let, let me so let me let me let me let me uh, push back. So the reason why a lot of us guys were taught that a woman is supposed to be this way, right? You know, get her this way. So a lot of that's embedded in our head. That's the first thing. The second thing is, generally, men who are who don't have that same amount of sexual experience, we begin to think that because we've been told that she might be thinking about somebody else, and we we go into competitive mode. So when we're asking about your past, we're not trying to hurt you. There's literally an insecurity in the form of we don't know. Like, we don't know if you're thinking about somebody else. We don't know if we measure up, and we want to know that there's something for us because we're territorial. So all of those things come, and th that factors in. The biggest piece to this is men who are less sexually experienced have, a, have that issue because they want to know is, is are, if, if, when we're, if we're doing what we do, is your mind on somebody else? Are you wishing it was somebody else? Am, am, I, am I enough? And it's torture for us. And the only way for that to be relieved is if we talk to you about it. Now, some men are not mature enough to say it like that. And a lot of men are not mature enough to say that's who she was, right? And that's not who she is anymore. And then the last part is it depends on what phase you're in. So if I meet you at 25 
and you've already got 100 bodies on you, that's one thing. But if I meet you at 45, then the conversation changes because there's a whole lot more life between that. So I think those things make a make a difference. Well, you know, I never had the pleasure of having a little virgin man. <laughs> they all been experienced. I have a question. Um, well, what Ernest just said about the, um, dang it, I just lost it. Okay. What you just said about, um, what if the woman go ahead and tell you the truth? So how would you handle that then if, if, if it's, well, yeah, this person was, better than you or whatever then you would be it'll be worse right so why shots ask those questions fired why shots why put yourself through that because if i if i am truthful and i i ask her oh yeah that was that was way better than or no you got to keep up or if i tell you you're not keeping up because what i had before was this you will lose your mind so why ask because so they can't I, I, I handle the why. truth yeah, so, 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 let me, so let me ask you because we know in the back of your head, that's going to be on your head. And a lot of women cheat because of that. Mm-hmm. So we ask you because exactly. we don't, it's not that we're trying to torture ourselves, but again, we want to compete and we want to please you as well. So even though it hurts us to ask you the question, it doesn't mean that it's, it doesn't mean that it's not important because it's not really about the bodies per se. It is because we know about imprinting. We can talk a lot about that, but it's really the experience and about what you like and what we don't want is for you to walk into another room and you respond to a different man in a way that you don't respond to us. That's the issue. So that's why we ask. But I'm asking what makes it better? If I if I say yes, then what Because we can work on it then. Yeah. So we can work on that. Yeah. If we know what was better, we know what we can work on. Yeah, you don't want to If we don't know, yeah. Yeah, and then a man starts, then you, the one thing you don't want is the, the one thing, the most dangerous thing in a situation like that, if a man asking you lie about it or you don't want to talk about it, you try to push it away. You don't want a one. You don't want a man with a wondering mind. You don't want him wondering, man, did I do that right? You know, did 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 she like it like she liked it with him? She's not expressing these things to me. She's not telling me these things. And if you like it a certain way, then let's work on it and get to that point. But if you're not telling me, and I and in the back of your mind, when you having sex with me, you thinking about Earl. Or you think about how he did it and you close your eyes real tight just to get that when I can work on actually giving you that myself, that's a problem. Yep. Hmm. Uh, that's, that's right. So what so yeah, so Ola, look you got something, but ladies, after that, I want you to respond to what black man said. But go ahead, man of prestige. Yeah, I think a lot of this is game, you know, and in marriage, yes, there mm-hmm. is game. Yeah, you know, as as men, as gentlemen, we we gotta realize that how we say things, how we ask questions matters. Um, it goes a long mm-hmm. way, and uh, yeah, I think we get complacent when we get into a marriage and we think it's over. We could just say anyhow. We could just be direct. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of time when people say what do women want, earlier we asked, we answered that question. We said it was uh, safety, security, and love, right? Uh, a lot of men think is faithfulness and honesty. And um, what I say to that is, is cap, you know, because your idea of faithfulness and honesty sometimes is for short because that's your lens, you know. And uh, it's just ego. It's just you thinking you're better. You're entitled. You feel like you're telling the truth. She should tell you the truth too. And you think life should be fair because right now life is not fair. She should tell you everything up front anyway. And then, uh, and she's just dry. She doesn't get wet. Cool. Dang. Right. <laughs> that part. 
So, ladies, right. so, so, ladies, what, what do you guys? What's your response to that? What's the what would we be responding to exactly? <laughs> right, I'm trying to see what's talking about. I mean, what Ola said, what what Black man said, like, what, um, what's your perspective on it? I think that um, if I think it's it's to me, I feel like that's a lack of maturity and really seeing me. If you think that me not having sex with you is related to my past of who I had sex with. Um, I, I think to me, it's kind of a, it's, it's a unfair train of thought because typically um, for women, like where I'm emotional, if I get too in my head, that could be enough. Like sometimes it literally has nothing to do with you. So to assume it's about some other man that, or other men from some years, years ago, uh, is kind of kind of inter an interesting thought process to me. Um where, where the, I, it's just kind of weird to me. Whether men know whether men this is one of the things with men. Whether you whether a man speaks it or does not speak it does right. not mean he's not thinking it. Right. And, a lot, and, a lot, and and so my thing is this you know you you said that it's a level of maturity. Um men men have this complex. Men are very territorial. Right. Mm -hmm. And so when, when it comes to territorial, um, men want to know um, it's like when you go buy a car and you get a car fax. Hey, right. Watch this. Watch this. When you go to buy a car and it's a used car and it's been used by several people, you're going to ask the dealer for a car fax because you want to know how many times it's been hit, how many times it's been banged up. Right. Has it ever been had to get repaired? Uh, any mechanical issues, internal issues? anything and i think that and i think that the same thing is in relationships when i'm especially for a man a man wants a a body pass on his woman right. and he wants her to say listen this is how many times i done got banged up and sometimes the truth gonna hurt sometimes he may have to heal from it but you would rather him heal from him knowing everything than him walking around assuming right or putting all these things in his head so it, 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 a man wants a body. He wants he wants a body facts. He wants to know how many times he's been hit, when he's been hit. You know, because the thing about it is, oh, like all the details. All the details. Wanted, I feel like there's a way you can communicate that clearly without like. I just feel like you can be like, yeah. I mean, how many partners? You know, all right, that. Right, right. I, I agree. Like, oh, do you ever had any STDs? Like, get tested. I agree. Oh. All that stuff. I think a woman who's who's mature on her side should be able to say what she likes. And tell you what she likes without it having to be connected to somebody else. Now, if you decide to ask, oh, did you do that with your other boyfriend? Okay, you want me to tell you the truth? I mean, I don't see why that's important so to you. I, I think I think we're missing it. It's not that it's connected to the other man. Like, think about this. Right. Let's just reverse. Let's say, you know, uh, you meet me and you've heard how romantic I am with the other women. Oh, I take them out to the best places. I Come mean, on, I'm, right. I'm showering them with love and gifts. Whatever she when I'm doing that. And then when I get with you, you ain't getting none of that. I'm taking <laughs> I'm taking my, my, my exes out to Fogo to Chow. We're going to Del Frisco's. We're going to right. Cooper's Hawks. you going to Wendy's. That's where you finna go. You finna mm, go to Wendy's. And, and, you, and, and, and don't ask for no cheese. We got cheese at home. Now, I want to ask you in that saying. situation. That's that's right. what men are saying. So it's not that we, it's that how, why do they get the best while like, I, I get you? less than that? Exactly. Yeah, why, so why does it, why, you gave them steak and you giving me, you you giving me a chicken patty. Yes, that's, right. that's right. That's so right. So if the question I think is I spoke to the, Yeah, I think I I'm spoke sorry. to it earlier. Um, 
when I was talking about the saying, lack do you of see desire the and talking about, yeah, and I think for that, I get it now. I think I was speaking to that of like, sometimes it's a different mindset. And I think sometimes the, are there kids involved? Like, I think sometimes the mindset changes. And I like for me, my personal journey, like I said, the mindset change. It's like, oh, you have to hold, I have to be respectable now. Like, I can't be out here just, you know, I don't want to scare you. I can't just be out here just doing all kind of stuff, you know, and, and just really having that honest conversation. And, you know, I was able to have a conversation like, no, like, don't be, no, you, you can't, no, you're with me now. This ain't the time to be, you know, the respectable lady. You should have been doing that before. So, I mean, for me, it was just like an honest conversation. Right. And it goes back to the sexual marketplace value. You know, your value on what you have may not be the same value of what he sees and once he knows what he knows. And that and that that's a telling thing because I can buy a Rolex watch for ten thousand dollars and wear it for a year and take it to California to a pawn shop and they offer me eight hundred dollars. And and but you know, and I may I think it's worth ten, but the pawn shop wants to buy it for eight. So we have a sexual marketplace value, um, especially men look at things differently. Women are more open to a man that's been, you know, throwing it from the free throw line. But 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 men, <laughs> but men. Well, let me, but let me, let me push back on that, black man. Women, women, a lot of women don't want a man who just been reckless either. Right. Now, of course, yeah, you've got yeah. experience, but there's a lot of men who are reckless. You mm -hmm. don't slept with anything. That you don't have any discipline. You will say yes to anything. Like a lot of those characteristics right. tell a woman whether or not you have the ability to be disciplined and faithful as well. Exactly. So I think I think mm -hmm. we look at sex differently. I think we look at quantity differently, but patterns everybody pays attention to. Mm -hmm. I just exactly. want to know if the question was reversed and it was the woman asking you all of these questions, then she would then be labeled insecure. But for a man to ask those questions, it's just no, uh -uh. no, not that's me, not, not me. If she asks me, I'm gonna say, but if baby, that's how it happens. That that's how it happens. Is usually yeah. you don't want to know. Actually, Let's talk about I, that. Actually, it's the it's off. It's opposite. When a woman asks, mm -hmm. sometimes she let, let, let me give you some experience. So when a woman asks, she wants to know, did somebody else do that too? It's the mm -hmm. same thing. Yeah. It's oh oh. So you so you did that with her. That is and it, true. And, and some women won't even do it for you if they know another woman did it for you. That's your Absolutely. truth. That's not what now, I said. So, I said that so it, it, so it, it depends. It depends on maturity level. But I'm telling you, this mm -hmm. is what happens. Men, let me tell you the truth about men. If we if we if we got experience, we kind of low key want you to know that we we can, we got pulled so that you never get it twisted. That we can still pull. <laughs> so we low key like to like to not brag but let you let it be known that we've we've been able to do certain things this that's just being honest with you what yeah. i've seen in most cases is women when they ask questions they want to know is anything special between mm -hmm. what they're supposed to have you done everything with somebody else yeah mm -hmm. I, for me uh, i'm gonna push back against you gentlemen a little bit for me <laughs> it's a little bit different um as a man for my definition of men of manhood, uh, this is just my definition. I, I I can't worry about what other men have done. I just can't. Okay, say that. You know, if the, if we're asking this question, especially within the context of marriage, we have deeper problems. So I want to make sure I understand what I, you're saying. Yeah, I want to understand what you're saying. So you said it, it it shouldn't be a problem. Like, explain to me what you mean. So as for me as a person. I don't. I can't worry about what other men have done in the past. If I've chosen this person to be my wife, 
I can't. I just can't. It's just too much. It sucks too much energy out of life. It's not worth it. The second part. Hold on. Let me throw a curveball because it's not to mess you up. All right. Let's say you thought you knew what she did and found out that it was much more after you married her. Then what? Oh. That's a good question. This is the part where I tell men to continue to work on themselves. Right? There's no curveball you're throwing me from your. Are path. you gonna be serious right now? We having am, a private I meeting. I, listen, we I didn't get here overnight. Meeting. I'll be We're promise. having a private meeting you. after this. I promise you, I didn't get here overnight. I'm, I promise. Can I get an example? Of what what this thing would be like? I mean, are we talking about like you found out she was an escort? I found out she slept with 100 people. Rihanna, no, no, no. Hold on, one yeah, is it like, hold on guys. Oh, you found hold on one second. Rihanna, hold on one second. Mm-hmm. Black man, let's call the manosphere. Let's yeah. have an emergency meeting for what Ola just said. Exactly. Absolutely. Any emergency yeah. call Let's or shame. We need another, we need another viral moment. Don't be mad at Ola. Don't be mad at Ola. No, because <laughs> because this is what happens. It's yeah. it always things that should be her. She she did she wasn't truthful, and somehow men got to work on themselves. Yeah, I get it. I completely Come on, Ola. Ola, we are Ola. We know this. You know, Ola. You know. That's why I'm in this space. We're gonna talk about it. We're gonna figure this out, gentlemen. I always yeah. say that. And, and, and from experience, bro. I mean, from experience. Yeah. You, from experience, I've I've dealt with that before. Where oh, you know, I'm just this innocent person, and this happened. Okay, cool. And then after the relationship gets real, real deep. Uh-huh. It's something I need to tell you because I don't think I can continue to go on without telling you this. Oh, what what is it, baby? Uh-huh. Um, well, even I started when I was in high school. You know, I had <laughs> I had sex with one of my coaches. I had sex with a couple yeah. of the guys on the football team. Right. Um, I had a threesome. With yeah, all I had sex with my and, and watch, <laughs> what, so black man, keep on talking. I'm gonna show you how they how men look when this happens. I had I had I had sex when I had sex when um when when uh, with a couple of girls. I had sex with uh, one of my cousin's homeboys. And, uh, you know, I, I was dealing with a lot of things, you know, going on. I was lost at the time. Uh, you know, I even had sex with, you know, I had sex with uh, the guy that worked at the store at Kroger's. I had to, you know, yeah, yeah, you know, and I just want you to know that. Do you still love me? Do you still feel the same about me? Same black man, I'm telling we still love you. No, no, men, men still love you. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And we gonna, yeah. it just we we crushed. Yeah, because yeah. because what we do is we take all that we we take all the information you give us into consideration, right. mm-hmm. and then we say you know okay we get through it we get through it I can love you. When mm-hmm. you add some more after we thought that we had finally been prepared to love you and you right. drop yeah. that bomb on us, it crushes us. It does. Yeah. So uh, do you bring so it up? I'll say this. Hold on, one second. And before I'm gonna say this before you go hold yeah. on. And, yes. and also the thing is. Like uh-huh. Sir Hill just said, uh-huh. it crushes us. But the thing about it is, if everybody else in her circle knows about it and you don't know. Oh, yeah. Everybody, yeah. her friends, they're coming around laughing and kicking when they see a guy at oh, a get together or around. They, I'm t- man, it is that is a hard pill to swallow when everybody in your in your circle know about her, her deeds before yeah. you and you yeah. don't know. Let, let me give you even, an even deeper one. Right. Let's say you at the basketball court with your guys, right. and or, or you know at you know shooting pool. Yeah. Hey man, and they don't know they don't know y'all situation, yeah. and they talking about you know some girl because this happens, uh-huh. right? We, we you know we talking about some you know, some things, and you bring up somebody, and you bring up the name. Oh that girl. Oh man, oh man, she was. And then you're yeah. finding out. Now you don't. Now you don't dedicated. You're yourself. the last person to find out. 
it, 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 it's a bomb and it happens right. more than we think so this is why i say that sexual yeah. transparency is so important at first because it's mm -hmm. better coming from you like before premarital counseling than it is for you not to have been honest and it comes out from somebody else because that'll break trust so sir Hill, let me tell you this this is this is this is from experience right. when i was in a relationship before that happened to me at the barbershop i'm sitting in the chair yeah. getting my hair cut and so they make this stuff up and, and, yep. I'm, and i'm gonna say i'm not gonna say her name we're just gonna make up a name um let's say heather and it's man boy i tell you man listen bro the best head i never had everybody was like yeah ooh, ooh. man heather bro <laughs> heather man that man, was this a girlfriend head. or a wife no 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 well, well it was at the time it was my wife we're no longer, yeah, we're no longer married. But and our name wasn't I, Heather, of course. Yeah, 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 it wasn't Heather, no, no, no. <laughs> and so uh, she, and, and the guy, I'm sitting in the chair and he says, yeah, man, man, that she got the, oh, that's the best hair I never had in my life, bro. I mean, it's just like she loved doing it and all this. Hair. And I was sitting in the chair, it felt like somebody came in with a sledgehammer and hit me in my chest plate. And I'm like, oh, Lord, I, I, I mean, I couldn't even, I, I just, I went home. She said, like, what's wrong with you? You quiet. I said, I just don't, I don't feel like talking. I just need to go and sleep. I need you near death. That's why you, you <laughs> <Yeah>. quiet. <laughs> it, 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 that was rough on me, bro. I, I, I'm, t man, that was, that was rough. I mean, I, I, I'm not like that anymore, but mm -hmm. man, back then, bro, I, it was rough. I was even looking at her, like, even when she wanted to do the act, right. I'm like, oh, I'm good, brother. Just give me a minute. Just give yeah. me a minute. Yeah. See, you see, um, the, this, this, this thing, you know, I said two things. If you remember, mm -hmm. the first thing I said was that as a man, I don't worry about what other men have done in the past or anything mm -hmm. like that. This mm -hmm. is my wife we're talking about, right? Uh, and the second thing that I said is that if we're asking these questions in the middle of our marriage, we have deeper problems. Mm -hmm. And you guys have proven that, that these problems are deeper than just the body count. And yes, it may come down to I have to leave or we have to do some kind of temporary separation. Uh, because I would have, if I haven't done this work that I'm talking about, where I am right now, where I said, listen, I didn't get here overnight, right? I would have to do that work by myself, right? And maybe I will Google, why did my wife do this to me? And I will stumble into the red pill community. And then I will have to get stuck in the red pill rage for a minute. And then I will start to justify everything and then get hungry with every woman I find. And then hopefully, like the few people, I will end up in acceptance at some point, get through healing, and then just know life for what it is. Unfair. You know, hopefully, many people don't get to that stage. Granted, acknowledged. Many people will get through these phases. But what I said is what I said, which is when you're in a marriage, right, the worst thing, the worst space as a man where you want to be is where you're still insecure and you're asking crazy load of, of, of questions from her past. You will uh -uh, self-destruct. No, I, I won't let you say it. I will not let you say it. You will self-destruct. So, here, here's, here's a deeper issue. If I have yeah. to ask, then that's the problem. Yeah, that ask, oh, yeah, that's the second part. That's what that's I said, But right? shouldn't this have been talked about before y'all were yeah, married? That's what I'm trying to say. I just no, feel no, like we'll no, make it come no, up in the I middle of the marriage. It. I won't uh -uh. stand for it. Yeah, I won't stand for it. No, no, no. I want y'all to listen. We're not talking about should it have been talked about. It's, it should have been told. 
that's the issue. Right. Right. I mean, but I'm, I'm just well, asking more of like, like because I feel yeah. like this would be like, you know, or, or are we talking about like something's wrong in the marriage and, and then this comes out that this was like she did she lied to you about it. Like I'm just you're trying to get an idea shop. of like why you're, you're in the middle of this. You're at the okay, barber so you shop found and out. you hear something Basketball you didn't know. Field. Yes. Yeah, well, yeah, that's an issue because she lied. I mean, she just didn't tell you. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. She, so if we're transparent yeah. up front, then this is not a problem. That's, yes. what, that's right. what I'm saying. So, right. Yes. All right. Saying transparency on both ends. That means Absolutely. you tell me everything you've done, I Absolutely. tell you everything. It's easier for a man, though. It's easy. No, I, it I, easy. Dis- I disagree not. with that. I, I disagree with that. I don't Look. even want to know. Don't tell me that. Well, see, that's you. That's that's it. That's you. So if you guys have a conversation and you say, I don't want to know, case closed. Right. It should always be an open door that if you do want to know, you guys can be transparent about that. Right. Yeah. The only way I should know is if it's a if it's a friend or if it's in a close close circle. But if you're never gonna run into this man, you ain't never seen this man, it's in a different state or something. Why I gotta tell you? I don't understand this. So we ask questions about cars, we ask questions about our apartments, we ask questions about our jobs, we ask ask questions about our president, we ask questions about our congressman. But the person you're gonna spend your life with, I don't wanna know. I'll tell you like this. No. Why do you want to know somebody three states over? I'll tell you like this. Hold on, hold on, hold on. It's just go back to the car situation. Yeah, if you if you go to buy a car, you want to know who had the car, where it came from, has it been under flood, has it been damaged? You want to know those things. So why car and sex is two different things. So 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 when you made that analogy, right? Black black man, black man. I'm loving this right now. When you make that analogy earlier, I I was shaking my head. I don't know if you noticed. I was disagreeing. It's false equivalence. It's not the same thing. I have sex with my wife a few times a week. Every single time is different experience. It's not the same thing. It's just not the same thing, bro. When we're talking about a car, a thing, an object, right? That's a different ball game entirely. When we're talking about a whole human being, we see what we do is like we like to talk about this as soul ties when we're talking about something else. But in this scenario, we want to compare it to a car. Why don't we keep the same energy? Right? Yeah. The same energy. It's, the same, it's different experience all the time. If you've chosen to marry this person, right? See, listen, there are two things. Wait, wait, sir, here for one second, right? If you've chosen to marry cook. this person, right? roast you. Yeah, no, please. TLA did it. We made some money from that. Let's do it again, right? <laughs> right? L- listen, if, we, if we've chosen, right, to be with this person, I would hope you've gone through that conversation. If you haven't, and, okay, I'm with and, you. And, and if you haven't, and something comes up, and you found out there was dishonesty, you have you always have the choice to stay or leave. No one is taking those choices away from you, okay. But as a man, something happened, and you start to ask random questions from the past, and like she didn't come to you. No, as a man, I don't feel you should move like that. You should work on yourself because these questions they're not related to something real. You have these questions. She didn't come to you with, um, what do you call it, confessions. Those are the two different things, right? If she came with confessions, then you still have choices too. You're going to get angry and all of this stuff. You're human, right? right. I, I, I completely agree with you on that. But we got to stay in this space where hopefully you've worked on yourself. You know you got to take some time off, right? And then you got to go heal. That healing is going to take a process until you get to acceptance. You got to heal before you move forward with anything, including the marriage, right? But I'm talking about you. This question is, is coming through your mind. She hinted that she gave somebody a fellatio three years before your marriage. And then three years into your marriage, you're asking questions about this fellatio? No, no, that's no, not so, no, that's no, 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 no,
we're saying that we didn't know if, if, if there was dishonesty. Right. If, right. if there was transparency, then this the completely he he's right. insecure. He's got some work to do. That's right. what we're saying. We're right. saying that it that that transparency was not upfront, and he finds out something later. That's mm -hmm. what we're saying. Exactly. And then yeah. and then you find out about that fellatio three years ago, and mm -hmm. then she's married to you now, and say, no, I don't like giving head no more. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it. I think it's easy to just be. I think uh, to to judge harshly on that, but it could be a shame thing. Yeah. I mean, it could be Come a shame. On. Like what could I, be they're shame? not what like. Could what, could, what could be shame? It's it's like oh, I'm not I'm not proud of what I was out here doing. <laughs> like I'm not proud of what I was out here doing. Like so, mm -hmm. it's 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 hard for me. Like I I respect you and I respect what we have. And so. It's it's shameful to me. It's like, what if it's just that? Like, what if it's that okay. simple? So what if so what if it's shameful to her? Okay, let's say that. That and we'll we'll we'll, we'll take that in consideration. It's shameful, right? So why do I, as a man, have to be penalized for something that you're ashamed of that happened with someone else? Good well, question. Because I mean, I'm because, not now, because no, a lot no. of women, I know a few women, uh, Brianna. I know a few women that said back in the day they gave a whole lot of dome, a whole lot of superdome. And now, that, and now, and now that, that, that. And, and now that they're married, they yeah, telling their husbands, I, you know, that's just disgusting to me. I don't want to do it no more. Back in the day, I did it because I wanted and, guys to like me. But and now, my argument is they're ashamed because they were in such a low place where they felt like that was the way to look. He's looking like, I mean, no, I look, I'm, I'm just being realistic. I'm being realistic. <laughs> Maybe she can lie to Maybe she got locked jaw, jaw. Maybe yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just saying. I okay. I'm a woman. I have a lot of female friends. Some who are still out there like that to this day. Okay, and they come crying and telling me about all the foolishness, and they're like ashamed of it when they're talking to me about it. You know what? Like, I, can, moment, I, I can I can agree with. I can I can understand that. I can Chanel. That's a fantastic question. But but that but there's a there's truth to that. Because people get married because they think they're supposed to, and they don't heal themselves. No, but and I mean, helping. So, so you get shamed with your husband where that is supposed to be. People done. do because do. it's trying. So like it's not, a, it's not right. an on purpose thing. It's but just you're like you thinking about that other person. Right. The soul tie. Met, yeah. Before I met you, you were. Right. And then, so, and then, and then it's too long. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> so hold on, hold on, hold on, guys. To every parent who may be watching this. <laughs> I want to apologize to you right now. After dark, <laughs> twelve oh one a.m. I mean, before I mention you, were... <laughs> and then all of a sudden now you get a conscience you and you're saying, "Oh, I'm not saying." But wait, that, let's that... take a minute though. Let's take a minute. What Brianna's saying does have merit. Yeah, like you can you can have done something, and it like it takes a switch for you to realize that you it, you you used to do something that was for the confines of marriage. You've done it, and you've got to overcome that work as well. What the issue is is if you haven't done that work before you got married, and now the husband right. has to go without because you didn't do the work before. That's a very valid point, Brianna. I, mm -hmm. I, I have to respect. I'm, I, I'm not saying that it's an excuse. The you should do work. I don't think you should get married, especially if you were out and you had these connections with people and you were hurt. You should do the work before you get married. You shouldn't just get married and think that that has no weight on who, you, who now, you are now. Yeah. Now, here's the reality. All of us, all of us, when we say I do, we don't know what the hell we're doing. It's a fact of life. Let's stop the cap. Okay. There are going to be things that will come up and women will test you. Okay. And they're not necessarily deliberately testing you. 
And yes, it's going to shake you at your core, aka barbershop kind of craziness, right? And you still have choices. And life is still beautiful after that. But this is where growth lies. If it was easy, if it was as easy as premarital counseling, everyone would be getting this right. I like premarital counseling. I think it can help. But I think more importantly, people should learn how to handle conflict. Ola, I love you, but we're gonna have a conversation. We are going so listen, these things have to be talked about. Listen, we're having a mandatory manosphere meeting directly following this meeting. Twenty twenty two official. Oh yeah, so we got a collaboration coming up real soon. Yeah. So I think I think in all of this, what we're saying is we got to be transparent, we got to be honest, and we got to be open to the possibility that we have all done something that we're not proud of. Is that fair to say? That's fair. That's better. Yep. That's fair to say. Yep. So yeah, I think we got to give each other grace. I, I, I'm just an advocate for being upfront because I can love you if you're honest with me. But you put a strain on that if I got to figure stuff out. So let's be honest. And then even more critically, as we learn better, let's teach other people not to make our mistakes so that they don't have to go through the stuff we went through. Is that fair to say, y'all? Yep. That's better. That's way better. Excellent. I like the grace part. Absolutely. Listen, so look, so we've been on this for a little bit. Now, this is an opportunity before we go to final thoughts. We had a lot of stuff we talked about in this show. Is there any final thoughts, anything that people want to talk about, any points that were made that you want to um, bring back up before we go, uh, before we wrap up? Well, I'm got to go. So I'm going to just say unfiltered, Ola, Brianna, even though you haven't been on here very long, but I enjoyed this whole conversation. And everybody had a point, a valid point. Love it. And you know what? I think you got to go because you got to go do that very thing you didn't want to tell us about earlier. Baby, that part. <laughs> so take care of your business, girl. Take care of your business. <laughs> Before I get unfiltered. Unfiltered. Yes. Look, I feel like my husband. that's right. Thank you so much for coming. I think so much. Like I said, I'll be doing this a lot more and I look forward to having you on. Thank you so much, Auntie. Love you and Uncle Nice Terry. to meet you, Auntie. Same nice here. to, hey, nice to meet you, Shirley. Right, before we wrap up, anybody got any other questions or concerns about something we brought up tonight? Um, I chat, just want to say... I chat, just, this is I, open as well for you. Yep, yeah, chat, this is open for you as well. But go ahead, Brianna. I just wanted to just, uh, throughout all the conversations, I just think it's important to remember that like you're in a relationship, you're married to a, another person. And I think it's it's really easy, like you said, it's easy to assume that it's it's this because of this. And I think sometimes it's just worth, you know, just considering if maybe, maybe, maybe it's just them. Maybe it's something going on um, sometimes. And I would say the reverse of that is consider what their feelings might be. So, right. And while they should consider yours, also be considered of them as well. But absolutely good point. And, and so one more thing for Ola. Ola, so in the, in the, um, I, you know, I was trying to, you know, understand what you were saying. We still got to have a come to Jesus and me, you and I and Sir Hill. However, in the day and time that we're living in now, there's a sexual liberation, seriously. Yes. And women are saying, this is my body and I'm going to give it to as many men as I want to give it to. Yes. You know, what would you tell a young man right now that is saving himself for marriage or is conducting himself in a way that will, uh, that he wants a wife and wants a family and, and he's motivated? What do you say to a, to a young man that wants that? But all the women saying that this is my body, I want to do what I want to do with it and give it away to as many men as I want to give it to. Yeah, there are two things I'll say to him, or maybe three things. I'll say, do it for self. 
if you're celibate, if you're a virgin, do it for self. Second thing I would say is do not attach any kind of entitlement to that. You're still going to be a man in this space and you're going to be held accountable like a man in this space. The third thing I will say to that guy is to make sure that he positions himself to align himself with the kind of woman that he wants because they're still out here and stop focusing so much on the woman that he doesn't want because whatever you focus on will expand. Right. Are you are, are you familiar with Cheeky Banter? Sir Hill, yeah, are you? Yeah, are yeah. You I, I know Cheeky, I know Cheeky, I, uh, Cheeky and uh, and his uh, and his twin brother. What's his, what's his name? Um, I forgot his. Yeah, uh, Cheeky. Uh, Cheeky yeah, is twenty twenty seven, maybe. Yeah, twenty seven. Well, he's a virgin. Yeah. yeah, he's a virgin. He's one. He's one to have a family and wife, and he's not about yeah. to have sick none of that. Like he's yeah. just straight yeah. head. Hit this straight head guy. They had a show earlier today. Uh, you know. Oh, you said hold on, oh, hold on. I, I want to clarify what you said. Yeah. His head is on straight, or you said what? I clarify what you said oh. in the comments. <laughs> his head, his head is on straight. <laughs> on field. Okay, gotcha. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, I had to be showing my so he inverted, but he getting head. All right. Okay, no, 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 no. His head is on straight. He's 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 walking that path, and he's he's not. Yeah. Gotcha. He said until he meets the woman that he wants to marry, he's not going to have sex. Yeah. That's fantastic, young man. That's fantastic. I love what Ola said. Do yeah. that for you. For you, right. for you, I, I I don't knock that. The problem for the most people, for the most part, when I see people do it, is that they attach entitlement to it. They think they deserve better, on from the outside in, from other people in, and they they project that on other people, and the ladies do that too, you know, and, and it just backfire, you know, because yeah. they're not gonna match up with that energy. They they can't. The world can't match up. You have to find that. For the reason, the purpose why you're doing that must come from the inside out. Right. Because, uh, and, and I and I hear that when they're talking, I could hear it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that he and another thing you, for him to match that, like you said, I agree with that. But so that basically he's going to have to, because he has his standards way up there, you know, to to because this is kind of woman I want. So if he doesn't meet uh, or find that woman, then he basically he may have to settle with someone that he he doesn't want. I mean, I mean, so not that he doesn't want, but someone that has had a sexual history, then he's probably going to think in his head, damn, I waited all 29 years to have sex and I had to meet, get with a woman that's been having sex since she was 14 years old. Yeah. But, but let's, let's to be fair, though, right. if depending on where a person is raised, their environment has a lot to do with it. Just because yeah. people have had a past doesn't mean that that's what they would have chosen given a set of different mm -hmm. circumstances. Exactly. So I think we got we to gotta factor that in as well. Okay, cool. Yeah. That's that grace talk right there. You know, yeah. like I said, it's a new experience every time. You, we could call it settled. In certain contexts, we could call it settled. It may actually not be. When you look at holistically, the kind of lady you're getting with, she may have a past. It may not be settled. It may actually be you stepping up. When you're looking at just sex, right, of course, you're punishing yourself because, again, you're short-sighted. You're just looking mm -hmm. at sex, you know? Right, right. So it's a lot. There. Yeah, there's no guarantee that a virgin. Now, look, I, I'm a proponent of that. I was a virgin when I met my wife. So, you know, we both, you know, uh, took each other's, you know, vir virgin pieces. But listen, so I, I'm a proponent for that. But I think that it's important that we don't place too much emphasis in that because you can be a virgin and still not have good character. You can still be a liar. You can still be yeah. lazy. Right. So we got we to gotta balance that perspective out as well because there's a lot of guys who's like, I got to have a woman who's pure. And you get that and you realize that it ain't everything, right? That you need a lot more than that. So... I want to raise that. I mean, the well. topic of today, uh, Devon and uh, what's her name again? Megan Good. Megan Good. They were celibate. That's the whole point of the book they wrote. Yeah, it, exactly. Yep. So, and and there the are people point. on the shade room right now talking about. Wait, I went celibate because of these people. Right. <laughs> all that went out the window. So, so that's a lesson. 
because yeah. it takes more than it, it sex it takes more than that you got to have a good character got long suffering you got to have a plan you got to have loyalty there's a lot more than the sexual piece uh, to make a, a, a marriage or relationship work so right. that, that's proof of that and for the gentleman they got to have game game this is a social construct this is society there are ways that things happen and if you try to push against that you punish yourself you're not going to get laid for a long time Okay, I don't disagree with that. I got, I got, I got, I got Thanks. a question about that, but, but I say for your, I'll wait, I'll wait for our interview. I'll wait for our interview. I got smoke. I need smoke. I need more smoke. TLA got nothing on me. <laughs> so, ladies, ladies, what y'all think about this? About, can you about what we're just talking about? Yeah, about what we about what Ola just said. We got to have game. We got to, what do you guys think about this? Yeah, you're, yes, you're social creatures. Yeah, we're social creatures. It just is what it is. Nobody wants you. I think I was on another panel where they were talk, the men were talking about, oh, well, women didn't like me because I was a nerd. I'm like, you know, you got to play the game. Were you just it's a nerd or were you just so, socially right. awkward? Did you smell? Were you weird? Like, you know, you got to play the game. Did you hold a, a average conversation? <laughs> right. It just is what it is. Yeah. So, yeah, Let me I agree. A, a lot of guys, experience helps with this because I used to be the awkward kid. Chanel, you know this. I used to be the very awkward kid, but it's because I didn't have a lot of experience. Ladies, y'all, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give y'all something. A lot of y'all ladies overlook guys who are quirky and who are nerdy. And when he's building himself up, now just, just let, let me just, let me just That's rant not for my a second, story. y'all. I can't, yeah, can't, I can't really. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I'm going to tell you the story of a lot of other Absolutely. people. So hold on a second. So look, a lot of y'all ladies overlook guys who are quirky, who are nerdy, who ain't got their stuff together. And then you know, you go date the guys you want. You go you go after what you want. You have your way and do what you want to do with the guys you think that's going to be good for you. And then the other guy who's nerdy levels up and you ignore him and reject him. And then when he's on his grind, then suddenly you want him. Stop overlooking guys who ain't got the game yet, but who who's <laughs> drawn themselves to become the kind of person that you would be attracted to. Because 10 years from now, they might be the person you thought. And if you rejected them, you might miss your shot on a man who would have loved you and changed your life. Nah, Fellas, am I wrong? That was, that was I, said, I, I said good luck on that. Yeah, that was, uh, These ladies not, don't not, care. They don't care. I mean, lonely. I was a nerd, so like, I, I like the nerds because we, 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 be we like, had the same hobbies. Okay, yeah, so exactly. That's that. good. Yeah. And then I you make it the right nerd. Right. You make it the right nerd that take them glasses off and show you something that you ain't never seen, that you never had before either. Don't let the yeah, glass fool you. Sorry, yeah, get your close up. Go ahead, get your close up, Doc. Y'all Hold on, it was... nerd, but it could be just like Brianna said. Like you, you could just be socially awkward, and you're trying to make it as a nerd, but you coming up and you can't talk. So what am I? What am I doing? What What am I? Because I'm, I was the aggressor. So if I like you, I'm gonna, I'm coming. I'm, you're gonna know I like you. Now mm. you can't return my energy, or if I'm scaring you, I don't want you, you, because you. Okay. You can't keep up. So it's not really about being a nerd. Now, mm-hmm. I've, I've let you know where I'm at. I let you know. Okay. I'm looking at you. I want you. I can only go so far. And if you drop the ball. Because you're okay, socially well, awkward. He, right. Exactly. Now, him, he let me know. And he look good. He smell good. He talking back. Why would I see him? What you saying to me? Vicious. You know what? I got a I got a response. I got I got a response for that, but I'm gonna save it for another show. Guys, any final thoughts before we get out of here? I enjoy being on tonight, man, as usual. Excellent. Listen, so let me give you guys a final word. I like to end my shows with a solution. So the the topic of today is is marriage worth the risks? In 60 seconds, I want you guys to give me a yes or no and why. Starting with black men unfiltered, sir, you get the floor. Is marriage 
worth the risk. Uh, marriage is worth the risk. However, you have to be willing to, um, you have to be willing to adhere to the job description. Um, so yeah, so it's it's worth the risk. It, it, it for me, it's gonna be short and sweet. It's worth the risk, but you gotta read the job description, and you gotta be willing to do the job. And if you're not willing to do the job, then you're gonna be unemployed. Simple. Excellent, Chanel. Is it worth the risk? So again, like he said, short and sweet. Yes, it's worth the risk. Um, I feel like if you're equally yoked or even willing to just put in the same amount of work on all levels, then yes, it's worth the risk. Brianna makes it the same question. Um, is it worth the risk? Yeah, I think so. I think that the the payoff is worth it if you can work through it. And we have, I have three beautiful girls. So, hey, even if it all goes down in flames, they still came out of it. So I feel like just that alone is worth the risk. Excellent. Ladies and gentlemen, to close us out, Man of Prestige. All right. So I think marriage is absolutely worth the risk. Here's the key thing. It's a risk. Uh, it's a move of faith. I suggest that you involve God. I suggest that you don't try to answer all the questions. I suggest that you're going to have to take that leap of faith at some point. It's absolutely a move of faith. Um, I think you should engage premarital counseling precisely from a standpoint of crisis and conflict handling. I think everything else, eh, you need experience. Uh, there's a lot that goes into it, but the reason why it's worth the risk is because the best and the most impactful growth you're going to experience in this life is going to come from marriage. Excellent. Well, to everybody on here, I want to say thank you so much uh, for being on this panel. Black Men of Future, we do this all the time, man, and I really appreciate you, man, so much. Uh, Ola, man, man of Prestige, I'm looking forward to our collaboration in the future. Okay. Chanel, you got to come back. Brianna, you got to come back. I really appreciate all of y'all for being on the panel tonight. Had a good time. Thank you, sir. Black Bye, y'all. Have a good night. Thank you. Have Ola, good I, hey, Ola, I need to get, I'm going to get your contact information because we need you on Friday with me and Sir Hale over there on Friday. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. Let's so, do Ola, it. If you can't, if you can't hang back for a little bit, uh, Ola. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it has been a fantastic show. I am thankful for everybody who took the time to, uh, to, to, to stick it out with me. This is, we're trying to provide you with a level of experience in a great show. We want to empower and encourage you. And it is my hope tonight that something we've said did just that. So again, Thank you for being a part of Sir Hale's network and part of my community. I appreciate you. Until next time, I'm going to talk with you guys again soon. Peace. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the one and the only Sir Hale speaks in the building.